By the way, we do, did we mention the King Suck? Did we mention that? Sports Radio 560 WQAM Miami Fort Lauderdale presents the Neil Rogers Show. To talk to Neil, call 5670560 toll free for Dane and Broward or pound 560 on your cell phone. The opinions of Neil, his guests, callers, or anyone else on the show do not necessarily reflect those of WQAM, Beasley Read Acquisitions, or the Beasley Broadcast Group. No. Now, Neil Rogers on Sports Radio 560 QAM. I want to bang you in the butt, huh? Pumping dum dum bullets through a hot 44 that my brother brought back from the Vietnam War. Last thing that he told me was, You better shoot straight, guns made America great. With an infrared scope Can come in mighty handy When it's getting hard to cope When the neighbors start complaining And the hours getting late Guns made America great Guns made America big and strong No one's left to save us John Wayne's gone Everybody's picking on the NRA Tell them guns made America great Pistols, the rate of crime would drop, and we could all sleep easier. No need for the cops, so let's get armed and dangerous before it's too late. Guns made America great. Oh! Guns made America big and strong. Uh-huh. No one left to save us. John Wayne's gone. Everybody's picking only in RA. Tell them guns made America great. Guns made America great. Head out to a 560 WQM. By the way, we mentioned the hurricanes suck. Uh-huh. Yeah, they suck. Game's over. They lost. And now we move on with life, okay? Instead of being like a bunch of little overgrown children. By the way, I had several, I mean, many, many confirmations of off the year, of course, of what I was talking about yesterday and about fraternities and locker room and all of these things and these uh, initiations. A lot of nudity, a lot of grab ass, a lot of uh, penis stuff, so you figure it out. By the way, we will replay that uh, great call, the greatest call in the history of this radio show. We'll replay that a little bit later on, and we'll replay this many times today. I must be crazy. I must be nuts. Because if you look on the front page of both, what a coincidence. I wish we had TV for just five seconds. Both of our yokel papers this morning, the Herald and the Sun Sentinel, just coincidentally, Let's see, the Sun-Sentinel headline says, That's just a ticket. Die-hard Marlins fans who brave weather collect close-up seats from John Henry. If you, You've got to see these pictures, even if you don't buy either newspaper, if you don't want to waste the uh, 35 cents or whatever it is. And the Herald, true fans get a rainy day special. Team owner John Henry offers Dutch tourist Linda Balk and Harry Westerhoff better seats at the stadium, and they said, Donkavel. And go to hell, which rhymes with that. And if you could see John Henry, <laughs> if you could see this pathetic, sad caricature of a human being. I must be crazy. I must be nuts. Oh, it's just unbelievable. And he, by the way, in his own calculations, he was counting the crowd before the first of yesterday's wind and rain swept doubleheader. Marlins won both, by the way. Anybody care? No. 
he was counting the crowd. He uh, says he counted 91 people in the stand, and he says, I think eight of them were scouts. He said that, which, of course, reinforces the need for the Dome Stadium, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, you've got to look at this. You have to see it, and you just don't want to laugh or cry. Here are these two Dutch tourists sitting up there all alone. Uh, they must have taken a wrong turn somewhere. And here's this guy, Arnie Reig, season ticket holder, was sitting there with his Marlin T-shirt on and his shorts. So cold and rainy and windy that it kept all the people away. But this guy's sitting there in his shorts, and he looks like Yogi, Yogi Berra on a bad day. And John Henry's standing there looking at him like, uh, 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 it's just unbelievable. You have to see it. I can't put it into words. Fort Lauderdale, hello. Oh, you didn't reset the phone. No, no, I didn't. Oh. I think I could just sit here for four hours and cry, you know? For the first time, how, how, how long has it been since I actually sat down here and within like two minutes had a whole, you know, a bunch of calls sitting there waiting. I have no idea what they wanted, but nevertheless, there were some people there, some living and breathing people. And then we can't get the calls on the air because we have to fart around with a phone system to get it on the air every day. Because we can't get a goddamn answer about the phone system in here. And you want to know why? Because nobody cares. My lawyer doesn't care, right, Norma? The general manager doesn't care. The program director, who's too busy rewriting the same memo 15 times, he doesn't care because he's got about as much clout as a frog's <coughs> fart. Okay? Nobody cares. The chief engineer, he don't care because it might require a little bit of work, a little effort on his part, a little arm twisting to get something good in here. God, does this get old and stale and tired. So I guess the guy in Fort Lauderdale is gone, huh? Here's Margate. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. I just want to call and thank you for the tickets for yesterday's game. Yeah, how many people were there last night? I'd say there was about 9,000. Yeah. Give or take a couple hundred. <laughs> and uh, Tampa Bay and wind up losing the game. Nice penalty there, Robbie. I heard parts of the game. Yeah, well, it, it was um, an interesting game on uh, the Panthers' part. They just kind of self-destructed in the last six minutes of the Nine game. Nine power plays. They couldn't stick it into an empty net even. And uh, then Tampa Bay winds up on, on Robbie's major penalty, tying and getting the winning goal, and then an empty net goal at the end. Nice going there, Robbie. Yeah, that was pathetic. I'm starting to get real nervous about this Pavel Burry stuff. About the, now, Now he's been cleared to play, but not until opening night. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Which, which I, listen, I'm all for holding him out of the exhibition games. There's no point in taking a chance of getting him injured in the exhibition games. But the way they're talking about him, he sounds as fragile as a goddamn, uh, you know, uh, light bulb. Yeah. Well, I just want to thank you. They were great seats. I've never sat that close to the ice before during a game. And right. Oh, you got was, my seats for the game, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And it was really interesting. I took my boy there for his seventh birthday. Great. And he had a good time, and, and we, we, we really want to thank you. Excellent. Well, thanks for calling. Thanks, Neil. See, you. See there's a guy. There's a good guy. Calls to say thank you, and we had a good time. Even though they lost again, and they keep losing all the exhibition games, even though they don't mean anything, but you don't want to keep losing every day, especially to Tampa Bay. It's really ugly. You just sit and you keep looking at these pictures of John Henry in this empty, empty stadium. I mean, it just, you look at this scene. He, he looks like a, like a tour guide in the middle of the desert somewhere. He's standing there pointing like, way over there. Go sit over there, you know, way down there. Pick your own section. Pick your own nose. Pick your seat. Yeah, it's pick your seat day. Oh, and by the way, speaking of pick your seat day, 
since we're so, uh, you know, this big controversy is heating up again about, oh, should we come up with some more money for John Henry so those 91 people can have a nicer place to go see a ball game? They're having another pick-your-seat day. I heard Jiggs McDonald talking about it last night and Randy. Uh, they're having another pick-your-seat day at the Macarena this Saturday. Pick-your-season tickets day. Because they're desperate to sell season tickets. Because season ticket sales for the Panthers are way down. Even in that beautiful palatial Macarena there, it's very safe. It's a wonderful neighborhood. There's tons of parking. It's easy to get there. And uh, we were packing a place night after night last year. But you know something? The novelty wears off. And unless you give the people a real quality product, guess what? Especially at these ever-increasing prices, they say, ah, we don't think we're coming back. Not very often anyway. And certainly not going to give you all that money up front for season tickets, especially when it may turn out to be another disaster. Isn't that something? People have got some nerve, don't they? They actually want some quality, some entertainment for their money. I thought we are just supposed to hand the money over to these multimillionaire and billionaires. Is the way. That's the way they look at it. Just give us the money. It's kind of like the QAM mentality. Just give us your money, baby. We don't, we're not going to, uh, you know, spend a whole lot of money. We're, we're going to get away with spending as little as we possibly can. And if we don't give you a quality product, too bad. Look what a nice place that you built for us. Yeah, that's right. Look what a nice pay, a place the taxpayers. And now Fort Lauderdale, by the way, is starting to make rumblings, which I'll get into in a moment. Great letter, a great article in the op-ed page again today in the Herald, no less, by Max J. Castro. Oh, no hey. relation. Senior research associate at the U of M's Dante Fasel North South Center. He says spending big bucks for a baseball stadium is nuts. Nice going, Max. Oh. Second day in a row, or two out of three days. That the people who write for that newspaper got more sense than the goddamn editorial lunatics and the people that are trying to manipulate your mind and squeeze money out of the, you, your pocket, the tourist pocket, somebody's pockets again to build a, a stadium for, for a crazy man. I must be crazy. I must be nuts. Just look at those pictures, man. Take a look at the front page of both of today's newspapers, and you'll either pee in your pants or cry or both. I guarantee you there'll be a lot of moisture around. Ten minutes after ten at 560 WQM. Here's some juice up right now. Hi, Felicia. Gee, I love your dress, and your hair looks so shiny and manageable. Are you still shampooing with head and shoulders? <laughs> Gosh, Chick, I stopped using head and shoulders a long time ago. I mean, honestly, who grows hair on their shoulders anyway? <laughs> yeah, right. So what are you using now? Well, it's like head and shoulders, only without all those additives. It's just called head. Let's tell them about it, girls. Wow, where can I get head? Lots of places, Chick. You can stop by my place later, and I'll be happy to give you some head. In 15 minutes, I'll have you shampooed, styled, and blown dry. Gee, you don't miss a lick, do you? Head sounds great, but is it expensive? Not at all, Chick. My brother says there are places downtown where you can get head for less than $10. Golly, at that price, everyone should be getting head. That's right, Chick. When you say head, you set a mouthful. Hi, I'm Dr. Raymond Filati from Freedom All Industries. Here to tell you why you should get head. First, it lubricates each limp hair follicle, leaving an erect, glistening shaft. Then the scalp's natural oils are sucked out of the root, leaving your hair soft, shiny, and exhausted. Nothing does the job like head. Great! Can I get head from my hairdresser, Bruce? Probably, but you might want to try your girlfriend first. <laughs> Go out and get some head Yeah, yeah. You'll look better and you'll feel terrific. Yeah, yeah. When you get head, you're 
Want hair with lots of volume? Nothing gets it up like head. Available at a price you won't find hard to swallow. And it's going down every day. Honey, we're out of shampoo. Can you go out and get some head? What did you say? I said I want you to go out and get head. Oh, thank you, sweet Jesus. I'm going downtown. <laughs> and head makes a great holiday gift. Last Christmas, my wife gave me some head. Then I gave her a pearl necklace. I've never seen her so choked up. My girlfriend used to give me head, and then we got married. Now I'm lucky if I get Jurgen's lotion and a National Geographic. <laughs> Head shampoo. Come on, give it a shot. My hair looks great. <laughs> Use a nap. Ten seventeen at five sixty WQM. I'm just envisioning a radio station with Bob and Tom on in the morning. How would it be to follow Bob and Tom, huh? And then like maybe Phil Henry. And by the way, speaking of Phil Henry, have you noticed here it's the uh, what's the date today? The twentieth. Twenty-two. Twenty. What? Twenty-second. Twenty-two. It's the 22th already, and uh, Phil's starting on the 29th. Am I right? A week from today, the syndication. Have we heard one more word about uh, him being on any no. local channel here? What is wrong with this market? What is wrong with these people? Have we? Has Tom Jicker written one word about that? By the way, no. About anything having to do with radio? No. I think somebody. I think just like uh, just like the uh, guy who called yesterday. Who the hell was it? Oh, it's Doctor Mark. Yeah, I think they repoed Tom's radio. Because he certainly can't own a radio anymore. He has no idea what's going on in his business. It's like we don't exist anymore. You know what I'm saying? Are you sure? Positive. All these different things. The, uh, the uh, spring book. Here it is. It's the middle of September already. The spring book he missed. Uh, the FCC story with the, uh, the uh, pending fine. The Phil Henry show being syndicated. And does anybody here know about it? Is anybody going to carry it? All of these things. Has he written a word about it? No. Nice going, Tom. God, it's unbelievable, this place. But don't forget, Lizette Campos wants you to know that yesterday, when it was raining and windy, people were eating their breakfast inside on South Beach. Just don't forget that. And there were several puppies and cats not lost yesterday morning, too. Here's Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hey, Neil. How you doing this morning? Okay, sir. Hey, Neil. Um, when you're um, looking at that picture there with John Henry and um, Mr. Rye or Arnie, whatever his name yeah, is. Yeah, Arnie. Doesn't, doesn't it look like two lost souls in a sea of orange? <laughs> it's unbelievable. <laughs> All John Henry. Look at the expression on John Henry's face in both of these pictures. It, it's unbelievable. This man looks like such a dullard. I must be crazy. I must be nuts. It's amazing. Exactly. All he needs is a black shirt that says stadium, and you swear he was an usher. Right, exactly. <laughs> and that's what they thought he was. If you read the article in the Herald, it says. Uh, they thought it was an usher. They can't believe that the owner would do something like that. They were flabbergasted. You know, Neil, been, we're in a major market where, when, I guess you would say, a three-county area where you can get maybe at least five million people in all three counties. Have you ever heard of a, a professional team having less than 100 people at a major event? Ninety-one people, according to the owner's count, and 80 of, eight of them were scouts. I've seen more people watch a, a, a bumper, a fender wreck on uh, exactly. Sunrise University at by, 2 o'clock in the morning on a Wednesday night. Easy. You know? Take it easy, Neil. Okay, see you. Bye-bye.
I guarantee you they had more people at the cockfights in Hialeah yesterday. No, no contest than they had at the PP Park. And he wants us to build a new stadium. And of course, it must have only been the weather that uh, kept all the people away, right? No, no. The fact that they were playing Montreal, two of the worst teams in the history of the sport, and that nobody cares to begin with. But let's build them a new stadium, baby. And now, so now the new deal is City of Fort Lauderdale to pitch the Marlins. Oy. Yeah. They want to attract the downtown ballpark and boost the area, poor area at the same time. Just like when they built the Miami Arena. Look how that area improved, right? Take a look over there at the Miami Arena. Rest in peace. Remember that? No. Yeah. <laughs> Did anything change there? Nobody in their right mind wanted to go there because they didn't want to walk the block or two from where they had a park to get into the goddamn place and, uh, you know, be uh, panhandled or mugged or worse. Nothing changed. This is all propaganda. Well, you know, this happened in Baltimore and this happened in Cleveland. Guess what? This ain't Baltimore. It ain't Cleveland. And by the way, City Commissioner Tim Smith of Fort Lauderdale, who should be hung, he supports the use of a tourist tax to help pay for the retractable roof stadium downtown Fort Lauderdale, which would cost about $400 million. He said an increase in tourist taxes affecting airfare and hotel rooms might fly more easily than a hit on property taxes. In other words, let's let's concoct another tax. Even though, here's the article on the front page of the Herald about all these kids. they got more kids than ever in the schools in Broward County, and they got all these kids going to portable classrooms, by the way, and they're debating how are they going to pay for the new uh, schools, et cetera, and so on, and where's the money going to come from, and the cheapest is going to have to be best. And let me say it again, this article by Max Castro in the Herald, which I'll read a little later, right on target. You have to be you have to be out of your mind with all the different needs in this town, with the city of Miami verging on bankruptcy, and in spite of that fact we got a whole bunch of politicians down there oh clamoring to have it downtown, including the Herald. Anything to clean up a toilet where nobody in their right mind wants to shop or go or do anything. It's it's criminal. And yet here's a bunch of assholes in Fort Lauderdale, some of the commissioners again, starting a big song and a dance. Oh, yeah, let's court this guy. The city would swap properties on Andrews Avenue with a vacant land on Northwest 7th Avenue. I don't want to let the right opportunity go by us, Smith said. We're going to have to step out and be aggressive, right, and stick our hands in somebody's pockets to get money so we can build this loser a goddamn stadium. If you want to see the look of a loser, I don't care how many millions this guy's got, just take a look at these pictures on the front pages of newspapers this morning. And, of course, both of the articles talking about, well, what a great guy he is, the most down-to-earth guy. He's a millionaire, but he's out there giving these people wonderful seats. Like this, like this is something special he's doing. They, sh they should have been out there with a goddamn, uh, with a six-pack of beer, with free uh, lunch, dinner, snacks, put them in a goddamn suite somewhere. That's what they should have done. Put them in somebody's skyboxes, in the suites, uh, inside, so they didn't have to freeze their ass off. Wind them and dined them with champagne, caviar, and Chateaubriand. That's what they should have done for the 100 or 200 people that actually showed up. Then they said there was all of 1,000 people there maybe by the time the second game started around 7 o'clock. I mean, this is a joke. And they're trying to get, use this as propaganda to tell you because the weather was so inclement and the rain and the wind and the tropical storm, that's why there was almost nobody there. Well, sure, if it would have been a nice day, there'd have been a few more people there. Maybe two, three, four thousand, maybe. And we're going to spend four hundred million dollars of public money or somebody's money to build a stadium so that, so that a few thousand selfish assholes who have no life can go there and watch a, a minor league ball game. 
And that's what it is. That's why, by the way, there's no interest this year in Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire like there was last year because everybody knows that they're playing with a golf ball. That's what it said last weekend in one of the Toronto papers. One of the sports writers said they might as well be playing with a golf ball. That's how tight the baseballs are wound, and that's how ridiculous it is that all these guys are hitting all these home runs. Jay Bell, 36 home runs, powder puff hitter. They're not fooling anybody. It's a desperate, dying sport. And they lucked out last year with a with a home run race, which people aren't getting sucked into this year because they realize how cheap and meaningless it is. And number two, they were lucking out this year. Like in, and guess what? Atlanta last night, big uh, big first game of six games left between the Mets and the Braves, which I watched most of it, by the way. Nice going, Chipper. Thousands of empty seats there in Atlanta. They had 43,000, but not anywhere near a sellout in Atlanta, where they don't even sell out all their playoff games. And, of course, where they got that new Turner Field, where they keep building more and more new stadiums and facilities, and they got the new hockey arena, which wait till you see how many people the trashers got next season. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, how you doing? Listen, I got a question. Who's paying you? I mean, honestly, when the, when the Panthers built their new arena, you were all very much for that arena. No, I was not. You, yeah, you were. You were. You went up. No, I was not. So, you know, this is old and tired. Old and tired. The same old crap. Who's paying you? John Henry put you up to make it. This is the same call. How many times have I had that call? Let me say it again. I wasn't in favor of anything when it comes to uh, tax money, but I said as long as they're going to build it, and they will do it. Put it on the sawgrass because it's right by my house. I was honest about it. I was selfish from that standpoint, but I'm not in favor of the public monies being used to build anybody a stadium arena. Nobody's paying me off. That's my goddamn opinion. And you know something, sir? If you go out and ask anybody with a brain, they'll give you the same opinion. And, and like I just said only moments ago, they're having real problems selling season tickets for the very Panthers that you're talking about in the same arena you're talking about, in that beautiful palatial $200 million arena. You know, it's beautiful, and it's new, and it's modern, and it's brand spanking, and it's comfortable for most people except in the narrow seats, et cetera, and so on. And you know something? Unless you put something really good in there, most people don't want to pay through the nose to go see it. That's the bottom line. So, you can, again, same old thing. Don't give me any facts. Don't give me any logic. Attack me because you don't like what I'm – this is probably one of the 91 people who was there yesterday, this asshole. You can smell it. He's an asshole. 26 after 10 at 560 WQAM. I must be crazy. I must be nuts. Coming soon to a theater near you. Every male celebrity who's ever shown their butt. Featuring hundreds of A-list actors with one thing in common. A great set of tight buns. Jeffrey Lyons says, I've never seen so many butts before in my life. Roger Ebert calls it a non-stop butt fest. Tom Cruise. Bruce Willis. Sylvester Stallone. Kurt Russell. Antonio Banderas. Dennis Franz. Michael Douglas. Brad Pitt. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Kevin Bacon. Keanu Reeves. And nearly 350 other butt cheeks. If you only see one posterior this year make it every male celebrity who's ever showed their butt playing soon in selected cities check local listing for the rump nearest you 1031 at 560 WQM we had a whole bunch of people on there we had about 20,000 calls online waiting now there are two left because obviously what they had to say was very important 5670560 pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line and by the way uh, how come we haven't had one single call about this mobile one situation which I alluded to a couple of weeks ago, and then you got that call from our friend over there at the Mobile One. Oh, we're not going out of business. Yeah, maybe you're not going out of business, but what happened to all the people who had Mobile One phone service, whose mobile uh, numbers got cut off? How come we haven't had one call about that from people? Uh, you know what I'm saying? Don't you find that a little bit peculiar? They're getting switched over. They're getting switched over to what? A different carrier that Mobile One has. 
you don't, you don't understand when you say they're getting switched over. There are people who have been without cell phone service for weeks now. All they need to do is call and get switched over. We've got that thing in the mail. Got what thing in the mail? A little notice saying, uh, give us a call so we can switch you to a different carrier. I got one. Did you? Good. Yeah. You must be the guy that got one. Okay, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's Miramar. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Listen, I, I want to go all over the board here. Listen, while I'm on hold, you've touched on a lot of things that I, I wanted to talk to you about, so you must truly be the Messiah. I am psychic, yes. First of all, we're talking about this guy, Henry. What a, I'm a big NBA fan, and we've got this huge white elephant downtown mm -hmm. where the, Riley couldn't fill that place up. I don't care if they were playing, uh, no matter who it was. Right, that's they right. They can't fill that place up. Including now, the playoffs. And by the way, look at all the tickets they're selling for the WNBA. Uh, what the, exactly. Yeah. What no, the hell are they thinking about? Who's going to go see that? Well, they're trying to force feed stuff that the people here are not interested in. It just isn't going to happen. And, it's not a sports town. And that ticket is even more expensive than the baseball ticket. Right. And now they've got Riley doing spots on the radio. Where he's practically on his hands and knees begging, right. I can just picture him with a sandwich board downtown pretty soon. Right. I don't understand it. Please Second, help us out. Second of all, this, uh, uh, uh... Oh, and by the way, before you go on, speaking of the American Airlines Arena, yesterday, again, for the second day in a row, and it doesn't even make the newspapers, on the local news, American Airlines has another uh, flight, commercial flight, leaving MIA, that after 30 or 40 minutes, smoke in the cabin, turns around and comes back. They had one on Monday, they had another one again yesterday, and it's happening so often now with American, it don't even make the newspaper, it's not even news anymore, but there's no extra charge. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Well, they, they need to leave out of Perry Airport. That, that makes a, a good connection right mm -hmm. there. Um, Phil Hendry. Yes. I have an idea. Okay. And everybody's going to love this. Yeah. Take these effing ball games that come on QAM and mm -hmm. keep cutting my Hank show off. Mm -hmm. Put them down the dial on Rowan and Martin's Waffen. Yeah. And put Phil Hendry on there. I mean, what, what, I mean it, anybody can understand... That this guy, all right, he wants to sell tickets. All right, go down the dial. The same amount of people who are listening to that station are listening to the game. Right, that's right. You know? Mm-hmm. Third of all. A couple hundred. I mean, if they had 91 people in the stands yesterday, you can just imagine how many people we had listening for hours and hours that that went on here yesterday. I mean, till, uh 10, 11 o'clock at night. I, well, there used to be a comedian. I don't know what happened to him. He fell right off the face of the earth. A guy by the name of... Uh, He's a Jewish guy. Uh, Wolfberg. Dennis Wolfberg. You ever heard of that guy? No. Oh, my God. This guy was good. He had red hair. Yeah. He used to. Well, I, I don't need to know his shoe size and the hair color, yeah. Uh, I don't know what happened. But he was a great, com good, good comedian. I don't know what happened to this guy. He died. He died? Oh, he died? He said, yeah. George said he died. Oh, well, that's the reason why. I, mean. I guess that's why you don't hear from him anymore. All right. Good deal. What What does that mean, though? What is that? No, what? but I, I wanted to know if you knew him because. Oh, I, he's dead. Okay, thanks. Okay, five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty. I thought it had something to do with what we were talking about, but of course that would have been <laughs> ridiculous. Pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. I'm sorry, I'm getting carried away. Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Yeah, Neil. Um, I'm I'm on mobile one right now. Yeah. I, I have never I haven't received anything. Does this cover the Fort Lauderdale area as well as Dave? Yes. yes. Uh, so how could I be using the phone right now? I don't know. Beats me. Uh, so in other words, evidently they weren't getting your service through Bell South. 
See, what happened is that everybody that they were, because they leased uh, service from other companies, including Bell South, and they owed Bell South millions of dollars, from what I understand, and still owe them millions of dollars. And as a result, Bell South finally uh, chopped off all of those people who were hooked up to them. So am I getting free service now or what? I mean, well, are, you, are you still getting the bill? I haven't gotten the bill in about a month and a half. Really? Yeah. I'd talk real quiet then if I were you. Well, no one knows who I am, right? Yeah. Okay, thank you. Keep Bye. it that way, okay. <laughs> good good move, pal. He got out of there real quick. Yeah, I just don't understand it. I don't I don't get it. And of course they were one of our sponsors, but nobody around see one of the things that happens in this place is that because there's really no communication whatsoever with anybody in this building, is that we can have a sponsor where you know the owner goes out and it turns out to be an axe murderer and goes out and kills thirty of our listeners and nobody here would ever tell us anything about it. They would just uh, you know the water Nazi would just come in one day and say, they called in and canceled, you know, across the spots off log or something like that. And that would be as, as much, that would be a lot of information based on the way this place operates. We'd find out nothing. So it's kind of embarrassing for me to have to come on the ear here and ask the public what the story is with this, but I can't get a straight answer. Because, you know, when you're doing business with people who owe everybody and their brother a hell of a lot of money and having all kinds of financial problems, including this radio station, by the way, it's not a great confidence booster. Here's West Palm Beach. Hello. Hey, Neil. How you doing? Pretty good, sir. I held on because I love you through the breaks. Yes. Anyways, a couple of things. First of all... Hey, listen, I, I, I don't know why anybody complains about the breaks on this show. We've only got four-minute breaks on this show. You're Every quick. other show on this station has got eight, nine, and 13-minute breaks. You tried listening to that Howard, man. Well, those sports nerds, they hold on. That's the amazing part. My people, they just uh, were not important enough anymore. Yeah, 20-minute breaks for Howard. Yeah. Jesus. Well, he don't take phone calls. Yeah. Well, a couple of things. First of all, for that douchebag that was busting your balls about you and the uh, sports, who pays you? Yeah, I'm on the take, yeah. Yeah, I mean, how many times have you ripped your own station that pays you for sponsoring that, you know? For, uh, you know, um, what am I trying to say? Anyways. For for having all of this stuff hanging over our necks. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, the Marlin thing yesterday was a classic example. We had seven or eight hours of, uh, of broadcast time tied up on this radio station with stuff that there's no interest in, that nobody was in attendance at, that nobody is listening to. We're paying millions of dollars, and our sales department's got to waste a lot of time going out trying to, trying to peddle spots for that crap that nobody cares about. And here John Henry thinks that we're going to help him build a goddamn new stadium. Yeah, why would you listen to on the radio? It's bad enough to see it. And then, and then, by the way, we got two broadcasters who won't even look at each other, much less speak to each other, because the organization is so smart, they let the cat out of the bag so that very jackass could write those two stories about how Joe Angel's going to get the axe. And so we got two guys that won't even look at each other. That must have been that must have been a pleasant uh, two games for them yesterday. I imagine. The last thing, Neil, as far as the schools and the taxes, I have three kids, all right? It cost me... About $250 in school supplies to put the kids in school. Pencils, yeah. paper, yeah. glue, paper towels, soap. we got to buy all that stuff for the kids. Yeah. And we're supposed soap? to pay for a stadium? Kids take soap to school? Yeah. Hand soap, paper towels, white well, what, what, what are they doing with that? I guess to clean up after, like, art classes and stuff like that. I'm talking pencils, paper. Did you ever pay for that stuff when you went to school, your parents? Pencils and paper, yeah, but yeah. not soap. We didn't take soap, soap to school, no. Everything, I'm telling you. God, well, now they take they take uh, guns and switchblades and soap <laughs> and paper towels, condoms. Should I call somebody? They must be having a hell of a time. Yeah, go ahead. 
you uh, golf players at Hollywood Billiards are douchebags. Okay. See so, ya. Okay. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. That's a very important message for all you kids out there. You take that soap to school. God only knows. Don't drop it, man. I wish I would have known that a long time ago. Twenty before eleven at five sixty QAM. QAM's got the coach. We've got a shot. We got a chance to be special. Jimmy Johnson Show with JJ and the Hammer. Fridays at five, all season long, here on Sports Radio five sixty QAM. Oh God, Neil. Strangled two old ladies with a three foot power cord. <laughs> now they've fallen and they really can't get up. <laughs> His name is Thomas Gladstone, a dirty low life scum. And his death Cuomo wants to interrupt. He owes New York 20 and the governor wants it served. When even Tommy's mommy hopes he grows. The New York chair's non-smoking, King Mario decrees. So we'll keep him 20 years, although we're broke. And Oklahoma wants to be a But Mario won't let Congress go die. Stop the tab, why you know it's you and I. Let the f fry. We're talking about heavy bleeps, by the way. 1046. Yep. Let's have another one. 1046 at 560 WQAM. Here's a mobile in Margate. Hello. Good morning, Neil. Yes, sir. Neil, I just uh, wanted to voice uh, a little aggravation with the Marlins and Henry. Go right ahead. You know, Rip them I, ass, man. Yeah, they need it. I'll tell you. We, we went to the ball game. My, my grandkids, I take them to the ball game, and normally they sit in the bleachers because they really can't afford the high-end tickets when they go with their family. Right. I take them. We spent 21 bucks a ticket to sit behind the first-place dugout. The ushers won't let the kids go down to get, get the autographs. Mm-hmm. It was so disgusting. So we said, okay, maybe it was that one usher. We go back three days later, another game, Philadelphia's playing. The team doesn't come out on the field because it's too hot. So there is no pregame, no autographs. Yeah. Next week we go back again, 63 bucks for three tickets again. The ushers, again, won't let the kids get the autographs. They couldn't pay me any money to go to another game. I would never take the kids to the game again. I don't know what kind of PR. Yeah, but if you would have gone yesterday, you would have gone yesterday. The usher turned out turned out to be the owner. He'd have given you great seats. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But why can't they let the kids? These are ten and twelve year old kids. Yeah. Approach behind the dugout. They said the if they do that, the people that pay for the blue seats and the founder seats get upset. Well, you're taking kids well, to if the ballpark. If you get there early enough during batting practice, yeah, what difference does it make? It's like it's two, like, two it's hours like all early. The kids, it's like all the kids at the uh, hockey games. They let go down there right by the uh, glass right in front and get, uh, you know, do whatever the thing is. 
And then, watch when you watch and then the as ball soon as game, practice ends before the game, they make them all go back to their uh, seats or else. Watch a, watch a ball game. You'll see that the ushers will not allow the kids to get anywhere near the dugout yeah. to get autographs. They, 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 they ought to kiss the, the kids' ass that they even want the autographs of these guys. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I, I got angry. I sent them a letter. I, I, that's the first time in my life, I'm yeah. six years old, that I ever sent a letter to anybody. They never even responded. Not a phone call. How do you like that? Nothing. There you go. Well, they're typically out there in the uh, in the upper deck. Okay, so, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll see you there. Okay, Not, sir. Okay, there's another guy going back. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Here's Coral Springs. Hello. Hey Neil, how you doing? Okay, sir. I was just cruising around listening to you and uh, wanted to call in about the uh, the Marlins and the stadium issue. Um, if there was three cents to be made on this deal, building a stadium, don't you think that the poster boy for greed, uh, the, the piece of garbage, garbage collector himself, Heizinga, would have built the stadium himself? If there was any money to be made in a business deal of that nature, would he it's not a, have you know, put his money up and done it? It's amazing to me how everybody's got amnesia in this town. they got Alzheimer's, and they all forget that blockbuster park bull crap that he lied to us years ago. He was going to build this big complex, Mr. Blockbuster, Blockbuster Park. It was going to have a baseball, dome baseball stadium, and it was going to have this and going to have that. And then, of course, he sold all his blockbuster stock, and Viacom said, no, we don't think we want to waste any money on that, and that was the end of that. Right. More, and, and, more broken promises, more broken lies. Well, and Neil, if, if you and I decided to go into business and we wanted to have a plant to manufacture something, we would put up some of our money, go to the bank, borrow the rest, and that's how we would finance it. Right. Like I'm saying, if there was three cents to be made in this stinking deal, would that greedy bastard not have done it you himself? Bet. Absolutely. So what does that tell you? That once again, the public's going to take it up the rectum. Rectum, yeah. Uh, to pay for for a stadium for somebody. Okay, pal. Take care, Neil, and keep hammering these no good bastards. And keep your uh, keep your cheeks squeezed real tight. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty. Because one thing we know about Wayne, he don't lie. And I'm going to tell you something right now, and you can mark it down. If Broward County would change their mind and decide they wanted to build this facility, I will not play here, because I will not have you guys looking at me for the next 10 years saying, here's a guy that said one thing and went out and did something else. There's a guy that said one thing and went out and did something else. Liar, liar, pants on fire. They're all the same, baby. And this John Henry, I mean, you talk about a desperate PR campaign to try to take this schlumper of a guy who made all his money in commodities, by the way, big stinking deal, this schlumper of a guy, and make, oh, he's a great guy. He really likes baseball. Big stinking deal, okay? I used to like baseball, too, before they all got so greedy. Before the, uh, the fun was uh, squeezed out of it. And I wasn't running around asking anybody to build me a goddamn stadium. But, I mean, to look at these pictures on the front page of the newspaper, it would be like if you just... And, and, and keep in mind, this is P.P. Park. This is a stadium that Joe Robbie built that they took his name off of and they probably took his pictures off the walls and everything else that had to do with him. This is a stadium that he went out and put the financing together for and didn't fleece the public to build it. And eventually his family paid a dear price for that, by the way, because of all the taxes, so they had to sell a whole operation. But nevertheless, and here's this guy wandering around in there and can't, can't find any five people sitting together in the same place. It would be like if, uh, you know, if, if you were in a goddamn Taj Mahal, if you, if you had this gigantic palatial restaurant that somebody else built and you took it over. And you had all this publicity, and it was on the front page of the newspapers, and all these shills in the media pushing for you. And you open up the doors of this palatial restaurant. 
and there were like three people inside. A restaurant that seats a thousand people, and there are like three people at a table. And that's all that you could get in there. And you said, well, you know, geez, maybe if we could get somebody else to build me a better place, maybe we'd get some people to show up. You got a crap product. You took what you had. You raped the goddamn public, whether it was Wayne. It doesn't make any difference which one it was. It's the same organization. Public doesn't give a crap who the owner is. The fact is they've been screwed. And when there wasn't that much interest in the first place and you put a 10th-rate product out there, a bunch of bull crap, and every time the, the, every time the fans get the least bit uh, involved with a goddamn player, whether it's, I love you, Miami, whether it's Levon or Matt Manti, who they traded away on the day that they had Matt Manti night that same night, because they got because Dave Dombrowski is such a brilliant guy. I'm so sick and tired of hearing about what a brilliant guy he is, okay? You talk about a guy living off his reputation, just like Gene Mock and all these other guys, for years and years, living off reputation. Anybody that put up the kind of money uh, three years ago when Wayne put all that money up to buy the goddamn championship, anybody could have done the same goddamn thing with that kind of money. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, like in Baltimore, but nevertheless, anybody could have done it. Oh, but he's a genius. Yeah, it takes a real genius to keep trading away the only people that the fans have any interest in. That's why there's nobody there anymore, because you've got a 15th rate product. And then they have the chutzpah to come along and say, well, you know, yeah, I did promise to build it myself if the public don't want to. He wants the public to finance 80% of it, and his idea of building it himself is to build a 25,000-seat stadium that he guarantees us won't be big enough to make him any money so we can be competitive, and he'll still be putting the same horse crap team on the field that nobody will come and pay to see. So what's the point? Blackmail. People go to prison for blackmail. And this guy's got co-conspirators there at both newspapers who just happen to have his picture on the front page today showing what a benevolent, wonderful guy he is. He's acting Usher in his spare time. Maybe we'll see the fall of the House of Usher pretty soon when they move to their new home in, like, D.C. Here's a lady mobile in Miami. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, ma'am. Yes, I am. Actually, uh, there were a lot of us who wanted to call you about Mobile One, but we didn't have phone service, so we couldn't do it. That's what I was figuring. What happened was, uh, the way I found out about it was, I have two mobile phones, and my husband and I both have businesses, and we both uh, do our business on the road. And uh, he called me from a pay phone at home and said, are you particularly pissed off at me? Did you cancel my cell phone? I said, no, and that was the day that I got the letter in the mail. Uh-huh. The phones had been canceled the day before, which was Sunday, there were 2,000 analog phones canceled on the same day. And I called and called. It was, they had an 800 number, which was impossible. I tried for three days to get through on that. Finally called a regular 954 number. So I lived down in Dade. And uh, I got people who weren't salespeople and didn't really know what was going on, but they promised that somebody would get back to me. So mm-hmm. here I've waited on hold for 10 minutes long distance, and they're telling me that they can't really tell me anything except, sure, they'd be happy to sell me digital phones and digital service, and somebody will get back to me. Well, after a week of that, I finally uh, went with AT&T, which is what I'm talking on now. Mm-hmm. I figured they don't want my business. You know, there's all kinds of problems. I never that, even got I... the letter that you're talking about. I never even got one. Well, I don't know uh, whether it affected. Did you have a digital phone? I don't know if it affected everybody, but I know ours was just analog, so that's what it said in the letter. Was well, it affected me because uh, the, the number doesn't work. It's history. 
Yeah, it's just, uh, did they go out of business completely? No. They didn't? No. Okay, so they just screwed They're half They're using other carriers. In other words, the people that were hooked up with Bell South, those people all lost their service because, like I said, they owe Bell South $6 million. I hated Bell South, though. Yeah, I know. I understand. The reason I quit them is because they screwed, I screwed up, uh, the, you know, they had a free line with you, and then mm -hmm. they didn't like your politics or whatever, right. and they cut it yeah, out. Yeah, they're a bunch of goody-two-shoes, religious nuts. I hate Bell South. So now I'm very happy that I'm with AT&T. I don't know why, but it's just it's easier. A couple of other things. First of all, I was channel surfing this morning about 5.30 on the satellite, and I found a, show, a movie called Robert Zemeckis Explores Smoking, Dru Smoking Drinking, and Drugging. And it's about the beginning uh, beginnings in this country of the drug laws. I haven't watched it yet, but it, uh, it's got to be on there again sometime. It's on Showtime. Mm -hmm. And it was talking about uh, the reason that marijuana was originally uh, banned actually had more to do with the Mexican farm workers that were coming over the border. It was called cannabis, but they called it marijuana because they wanted it to sound more Spanish so people would get pissed off at them. And it was not included in the, uh, I believe it was called the Harrison Act, which is uh, what made more morphine-based drugs illegal. It was not included because the pharmacists were using it in their practice, and their lobby came out against it. And the person who originally started the war against marijuana was the same person who was responsible for the, uh, the uh, what happened when they banned drinking. Mm -hmm. Great. i got to run, sweetheart. Okay. Thanks. Okay, bye. 1057 at 560 WQM, 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T line. You see 60 Minutes 2 last night, the war on drugs, another joke. And they showed that whole big song of the dance and all those guys getting butchered and everything, and they're getting rid of the Escobar and some of the other drug lords. And guess what? It's worse now than it was then. Wow, what a surprise. When a moon is hanging out a window, some imbecile is proud of his behind. You've now received way too much info, and the image is burned into your mind. There's nothing grosser than a man with a hairy ass. Man with a hairy ass. Rectum. A hairy ass. A hairy ass. Doesn't help a girl's libido when you wear a tiny speedo. You can make it look much neater if you buy a good wheat eater. It's a problem that you must solve. Even the baboon is more evolved. Hairy ass. A hairy ass. When a girl is lying in a dark room, her brand new lover's naked in her bed. She runs her fingers down his body and lets out a scream that wakes the dead. Her hands are tangled up in his scary hairy ass. His scary hairy ass. A hairy ass. A hairy ass. 1103 at 560. Welcome WQM. We got Hank Goldberg at 2. We got Talking Baseball with Donnie B at 6. <laughs> And the Marlins and the Expos again. Pre-game is at 6.30. The game at 7 o'clock tonight. As they keep doing it over and over again, this season will just never end, will it? Here's a mobile in Coral Springs. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. I've got some good news about people with DirecTV. Yeah. Uh, it appears that by the end of October, uh, they'll have a done deal with all the major networks to retransmit local uh, broadcast signals. To transmit local broadcast signal? Yes, sir. Uh, in the top 20 markets, um, they'll charge you an extra. The deals are going to charge you an extra seven bucks a month, and they'll 
and you'll be able to get all your local broadcast uh, stations on your DirecTV. Yeah. Um, the big um, sticking point right now is um, they're a little uh, worried about um, this uh, electronic um, program guide that DirecTV has, uh, who's going to get some revenue from it. But ABC and CBS uh, appear to be ready to sign up with them by the end of October. So in other words, so, we can cancel our cable? It appears that um, satellite will be on a level playing field with cable. Because then uh, for another 7 bucks a month, instead of paying 30 bucks, bucks, 32 bucks for the cable, for 7 bucks you can get all your local channels and kiss the cable goodbye. That's according to uh, DirecTV. Because Eddie anything Hart else that's on the cable is on DirecTV. And I'm getting this from... Um, this week's Broadcasting Cable Magazine. Great. Thanks for the good news, pal. Okay. Excellent. Just say goodbye to Media One. Wouldn't that be a shame, huh? Okay, we've got 600 open lines here. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's uh, Hollywood. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Neil. Yes. Yeah, I'm a freaking visitor from uh, L.A. and uh, listen to your show. Got all your CDs. All right. All right, man. Well, loads at you. Anyway, Leo, one thing. Wrong show. I know, I know. Neil. Marlins, no loyalty, no fan base whatsoever. It's a slash and burn operation. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. That, too. Miami Inter International Airport. Why isn't there anybody there that can call your girlfriend's name over the intercom that speaks English? Yeah. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. How sad. How very sad. Here's uh, Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Me? Yes, sir. Okay, can't hear you though. Can you hear it now? Your phone is uh, real bad. Yeah, I was wondering when they uh, shipped you over to uh, 560, what'd you do with all those old jingles you had? When they shipped me over? Well, uh, when you, you know, when you got a job over there. Jingles of what? Uh, you had a bunch of them from, I think, Guy O.D. and the real old stuff, the real funny ones. We got them. Is there any way you could play some of them? Sure. I like the SM ones. They're the, they're, the, they're the worst. Okay. Thanks a lot. Get a new phone. Okay, maybe that guy's got mobile one because that sounded really, really bad. Yeah, let's play jingles all day. It looks like a good day for it because there's one uh, line lit up on the board. That's it. No interest. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's our last call. Here's a mobile in uh, West Palm. Hello. Hello. There we go. Yes. I was calling, I got a phone call last night on a supposed survey for the Marlins. Yes. And I am a season ticket holder for the Marlins. And um, they ask a bunch of stupid questions, nothing of which you could explain or answer in any way except satisfied or unsatisfied. <laughs> and You're asking about your sex life too now? Just about. Uh-huh. Um, they wanted to know, um, evidently they knew I haven't been using my tickets and turned a lot of them in. And they wanted to know why I turned them in and not used them. And I explained that um, I sit home and watch TV now to watch all the boys they traded away rather than watch the Marlins with right. what's left. Watch everybody play for real teams, yeah. This is it. I mm -hmm. mean, you know, these are like kids to me. And as far as a new stadium goes, I think you better worry about filling this one. And... Um, not worry about building a new one. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, of course, I'm an old-timer <laughs> grandmother that takes my grandkids down. Um, I wrote in the survey down there, I will not go into an area with my grandkids as a single woman at night. It's not safe. Mm -hmm. 
pro player, I feel great. I cruise down the turnpike. Right, you drive right in. Drive right in. I can come out, get out, and drive right home. I'm mm -hmm. not worried, but I'm not going to go in an area and walk with a bunch of little kids. Like downtown Fort Lauderdale, for example. I can't think of, uh, I mean, other than downtown Miami, I can't think of any other place I'd rather be less. Well, that's true, and I, I don't know why they just don't go back to old-fashioned baseball and play baseball. I mean, I'm from Cleveland. I sat in those stadiums up there. I sat in football stadiums up there. Mm -hmm. Rain, snow, sleet, hail, that's part of the game. Right. And why people are so wimpy down here in Florida, they have to have a dome over their head. No, it's got nothing to do with wimpy. The fact is that there's no interest. People aren't going to pay good money to go see a crappy product. People sit for Dolph through. I've been at Dolphin games when it was pouring rain the entire game. I remember one year I thought I was going to get pneumonia at, uh, I think it was the San Diego game. It was, it was unbelievable. But, uh, people will sit there with their ponchos on or even without the poncho on and get soaked if, if they're interested and if it's something that they feel is entertainment. Well, but they're not going to go there and sit and brave the elements to see a bunch of crap. Well, this is the way I feel. I've I've been a season ticket holder for several years, and I've sat in the rain with a poncho. My grandkids sit. They think it's great. They think it's funny. There you go. You know, and you sit, you eat hot dogs. That's it, part it, of the if it's worth going to see. And I think that they've gotten away. From, I think the reason it's hurt all of them, they've all gotten away from the old-fashioned baseball. I can remember going to games where the announcer announces everything. Now, they've got a board at either end. If you want to see the stats on the player, you miss the play because you're reading the stats. You're looking well, up in the air. The to games see. where the announcer announces everything, the public addresser the announcer never announced the game? Uh, when I used to go to the baseball games 30, 40 years ago. No, they... no public address announcers never uh, announced the game. Okay, sweetheart, uh, get, get yourself some help, please. Oh, God. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Please, please get some cyanide. I'm ready right now. Reggie, oh Reggie, oh, Mr. October. <laughs> is this is this really Reggie Jackson? Yeah, man. <laughs> now batting for the New York Yankees, number forty four, Reggie Jackson. Yeah. Number 44. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one, one of Reggie's requests when he retired was to have a, a tape of Bob Shepard announcing his name over the PA. Is that right? That's right. Is that right, Reggie? That's right. That's right. That's a pretty good Bob Shepard impression we do. It's not bad. It's not bad. <laughs> can, can, can you top that? Do you do Shepard? Yes, yes, I do. Okay, let's, let's hear your Bob Shepard. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, would you please direct your attention to the microphone near home plate? <laughs> Reggie, that's incredible. Ladies and gentlemen, there are pictures. Souvenirs. And autographs at souvenir stands. <laughs> okay, guys, what's up? There you go. A PA action for you there. I remember the days 80 years ago when a PA announcer used to announce the game. Remember those days? No. No. She had a dream. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Yeah, let's have some good old-fashioned baseball, okay? Let's bring back Ty Cobb, what do you say? Or Corn Cobb. Here's a mobile in Hallandale. Hello. Hi, Neil. How are you? Okay, sir. You haven't been to any of the uh, Panthers exhibition games, have you? No, I have not. 
All right, I've got well, good news. Well, only been two home games. Well, I've got good news and I've got bad news. Yes? The good news is apparently the Panther Patrol is gone. Oh, great. Let's hear it. Oh, wait, 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 wait. The yeah. bad news has been replaced by the Surge Scream Team. Now, picture a bunch of, bunch of punky-looking high school kids wearing green Panthers practice jerseys with Panther caps, you know, put on the back, the wrong, wearing them the wrong backwards, way, yeah. mm-hmm. backwards, just juking and jiving and running around the stadium um, looking like idiots. Now, I don't have to pay $60 a ticket to see that. I can go to the yeah. mall and see that for free. Uh-huh. So uh, I, I, I don't know who to call. Is Surge a Coca-Cola product? I don't know. I have no idea. Because that's who I want to call and just say it's, it's ridiculous. And they're just jumping around, and uh, it's awful. So Now, did they, uh, did they get the new goal lights in place for the exhibition games? I didn't really notice that, to be honest with you. I'm sorry I didn't give, give you a report on that. I was so consumed. Because I heard that they weren't going to be ready for the exhibition games, but the promise continues to be that we will have new goal lights that you can actually see from wherever you're sitting when a goal is scored. Well, I can't give you a report on that. I was just, you know, taken back by the Scream team. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that seems to be the, uh, you know, at, at a lot of these places, as much noise as humanly possible as you can withstand. And I'm sure you remember in the beginning last year when they had the level, the volume up so loud that you thought you were going to go deaf and you had to go running out in the hallway to relieve your ears, your eardrums? Well, the music's still loud, but then the other thing, like these punky kids during the game, they go down to the uh, visitor's goal and they're banging on the glass and they're like screaming the goalie's name and then a couple, mo- a couple more of these screen team people come down and then they get these other little kids involved. And it's really just annoying um, and distracting. Now, I don't know. Now, the people who do the Panther Patrol, aren't they the same ones who do the Marlins games? Oh, I have no idea. I haven't been to a Marlins game in three years. So that neither have I. So I was just wondering, maybe because there was a Marlins game last night. Maybe, maybe, they, maybe there were some of those 91 people that were tied up at the Marlins game last night. <laughs> That's true. Okay. All right, thanks, Thanks Neil. for the bad news. You're welcome. Okay, there you go. More noise. And see, like I said, that's a substitute for a great uh, sporting event, you know, for a quality team and for really putting a real good product out there is make a lot of noise. Crank up that volume real loud. In fact, you know what we haven't heard in a long, long time, which I hope uh, is still in here. What's it under? It's not under Gary Glitter? Rock and roll. Oh, it's under the, well, that was uh, 50-50. And, of course, that being my uh, luck today, you know. There we go. Crank it up, baby. Come on, let's hear it. It won't be long now. Kill him already, will you? So anyway, he's got these great porno pictures. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line of little girls. Here's Miami. Hello. Miami. Long gone, okay? 11 minutes and 57 seconds later and the button was punched. Here's Hallandale. Hello. Oh, Neil. Yes, sir. I got a great idea. Uh-huh. Why don't you get AIDS and die? Oh, thanks. Okay. I'm working on it. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. One thing about this town, man, it's always impressed me the 23 years I've been here. A lot of really pleasant people like him. And, of course, he does listen every single day, every day of his life. If I left here, it's like the guy, screw you, Neil, why don't you move right now? And, of course, that kid, you know, he, he would be terrified if I did move you at this point. He wouldn't know what the hell to do with himself at least four hours a day. Because in that case, you'd have to at least have some equipment. Here's uh, Miami. Hello. Let's try a mobile in Pompano. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing? Okay. I hate to say it, but you're not going to have to worry about those gold lights. Because with this Blu-ray being out, I think, I hope we didn't get damaged goods. 
Yeah. I mean, that's... Uh, I watched the... You sound so depressed about it. You sound so negative. They haven't even played a regular season game yet. When I when I hear the guys out of the out of, out of of preseason, which is fine with me, if he's going to be healthy for the rest of the year... Yeah. Boy, I got a big question on well, that. Well, I have a big question about it, too, and especially the way that they're uh, promoting this thing. Like I said yesterday, there should be uh, running ads in every NHL city saying, oh, please don't hit him because uh, if he gets hurt, we're finished. Well, and and they still it's the, like it's the said, dumb, dumbest thing I ever heard of since they brought uh, BM's brother in here. I think the reason why they told you that he'll be there for the first game is because they're still trying to sell it out. Right. That's why they're having. That's why they're having another uh, one of these sellathons this Saturday. But it, but it is interesting that nobody can tell me whether they replaced the goal lights or not for the uh, game last night. Well, I hope they did, and I hope he's in action to play. I did see him play last year in person. Yeah. And he was better than Gretzky when Gretzky was in his prime. Right. The guy's just unbelievable. He is. His skating skills are unbelievable, and he's the guy you're going to go want to see. There's no question about it. But you, but, you know, but you know something? The people down here still don't know who the hell he is. That's why he's here, because he, he came from Vancouver to come to here because he didn't want to play in a place where anybody would know him. Yeah, well, he, yeah, I'll tell you, he picked the right spot. You can't be any more anonymous than a hockey player in Florida. You sure did. I enjoy hockey. I enjoy your show, and um, I just hope that he is there for the first game and plays the season. Cause okay. He's worth it. I got my legs crossed. <laughs> Thanks. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. See, the, this is what the goal lights were not changed. No, I I just said that. I, that's what I was told. That's what I was informed. In fact, I have no reason to believe that they will be changed in time for that first home game, which is a week from this Saturday. They've they've only had since last April for crying out loud, or early May, whatever the last home game in the regular season was. They've only had since then, and this is uh, it's going to be October two before the first home game. How long does it take to order those goal lights? Time to put it, put up the lights. And like I said last year, only in Miami could you go through an entire season where most of the people in the stands couldn't see the goal light come on when a goal was scored, and I was the only person that cared about it. That's the best part. That's what kind of a great sports town this is. It was kind of like, oh, gee, are you on that jag again? Why don't you just get off of that already? We don't care. You're supposed to see the puck go in and then, oh, is that it? Like at a football game, tell a referee to rest his arms. He don't have to put his arms up in the air for the extra point of the field goal. We can see if it went through the uprights or not. Even if we're sitting off like at a 180-degree angle, what difference does it make? They, they just don't care. They're so indifferent. The, you know, the few who actually do show up who will go there, who really don't understand what's going on anyway, they don't care. They, they, they just go there to hold their kids up in the air and to interfere with your ability to enjoy whatever is going on. That's all, to wave to each other and get on their cell phones. You know, I hope that most of the people in the arena had mobile one. Yeah, that's what I hope. That most of the people are those plastic assholes with their cell phones who come to the goddamn sporting events with their cell phone to impress all of us. I hope they all had mobile one. That'll teach you. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Here's a mobile in Boca. Hello. Mobile in Boca. Let's try a mobile in Kendall. Hello. Hey Neil, how yes, you doing sir. today? Okay. Well, I think what that old broad was talking about was uh, that the announcers used to read the stats and stuff as the players came up to bat. Now they just show it on a big screen. They used to read what stats? Oh, they'd say, oh, now up, uh, this guy batting. Uh... No, they didn't. No? Okay. No, they never did that. I've been, go noticed... I've been going to baseball games for over 40 years, and they never did that. Uh, I just noticed that's what they do on the screen. They show all their stats and she, stuff. She's living in la-la land. 
Um, but the, that was the only one game I went to this year, and the last one I will go to. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what does worry me. I hope that uh, Henry doesn't get this stadium built the way uh, the Schmorina got built before there. Meaning what? Well, you know that you know the voters vote against something, and then they uh, they come in and rootle doodle some deal where he builds it, and then we pay for it for the rest of our lives. Yeah, the voters didn't vote against it. Okay, they voted for it. Or at least they they turned it around. If you're for it, you vote no, and if you're against it, you vote yes. It was another rigged election. Uh, I have a feeling Henry's going to get something done. The way the the way the government works down here. Well, it wouldn't surprise me, but uh, I'll I'll be the one that votes no. I'll tell you that. You can take yeah, that to the well. bank. Have a great day, pal. See, everybody just automatically assumes, just like the penny sales tax, a lot of people assume, oh, well, they're going to push that through. You'll never defeat that because the mayor and all his cronies are behind it. If you want to just assume this guy into a $400 million taxpayer boondoggle, go right ahead. I'm not willing to do it. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T line. Here's a mobile in Delray Beach. Hello. Uh, Neil? Yes, sir. Uh, long time caller. My mother and I listen to your show every day. She's right next to me. She loves your show too. I was wondering, with getting a chance, can you play Peeking Through the Keyhole? Oh, it's such a great song. Yeah, okay. Thanks. Okay, yeah. Okay. Here's our last call, Mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. I think all the fans are confused. They're looking for the blue streak when the puck goes in the goal. Yeah, that's true. I forgot about they that. Don't know yeah, by the way, I noticed that Fox dropped that very quietly. They didn't make any big deal about that in the playoffs last year, but they dropped it because it was so embarrassing. That and the fuzzy, yeah, I always thought it was the fuzzy white thing running around instead mm -hmm. of being black like it should be. Right. The people are lost. It's a shame. But I don't know. I'm out of material. Okay. Thank you. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Meridians, dumb as dirt. Alright. Leaping through the keyhole, watching mom and dad. Leaping through the keyhole, the most fun we ever had. Oh. Mom and dad were playing tag right there on the bed. Mommy used her boobies as a pillow for daddy's head. Mommy's head was bobbing. She almost got whiplash. I don't know what she was drinking, but she got a milk mustache. Peeping through the keyhole, ain't sure what I see. But I sure do like it more than anything on TV. Mom and dad were hooked together like my Lincoln logs. Last time I saw something like that, mom was yelling at the door. Dad was breathing heavy. Mom was on her knees. He must have had a boo-boo cause she kissed him where he peed. All right. Peeping through the keyhole, watching mom and dad. Peeping through the keyhole, the most fun we ever had. But we watched a little longer, and I started to get sick. If daddy's name is Elmer, why mom asked for dick? Daddy groaned and his eyes rolled back. Mommy wanted more. She climbed back on top of him, but all he did was snore. Peeping through the keyhole as the minutes pass. I can't wait to drive this out on some girl in my class. Well, I can't wait to drive this out on some girl in my class. One to thirty-one at five sixty WPM. By the way, I was wrong yesterday about the Curacao and the Netherlands Antilles. I looked it up in my book, and the laws there are the same as the Netherlands. Because the Queen, like the one guy said, the Queen, she is uh, Queen Wilhelmina or whatever her name is, she's uh, the Queen of all of those territories. And so the laws are all the same. But it's still a uh, boring place. And there's still mostly Schwarzers in the Caribbean. Oh, I know that makes me a racist and a bad guy. 
See, I don't understand all this, all the obsession of going to the Caribbean. We'll have these beaches, you know, and you can go snorkeling, and you can you can do all of these things that you can do right here. Can't you go to the beach right here? Uh huh. So what's what's the attraction? I just don't understand why people who live in South Florida want to go to some place because of the wonderful beaches there. It just, uh, I mean, Hawaii, I understand, because Hawaii is totally different. Even though it takes forever from here to get there, it's a long schlep, and it's very overcrowded if you go to Oahu. But nevertheless, it's uh, totally different. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T line. Here's Davey. Hello. I'm sorry, Neil. Don't be sorry. Okay. I Believe it or not, I, I called Jim Smith, and he had the courtesy to return my telephone call. Yes. And his idea is to revitalize the downtown Fort Lauderdale area. <laughs> yeah. That's that's what his plans are. He says he's there for the poor and impoverished people. Oh, yeah. So he wants... Just like the Miami Arena uh, helped that area become what it is today. Well, that's what I just told him. A toilet. Uh, and... And his idea is to have a stadium built there. Is it, did he give, you any, hey, give you any ideas how people are going to get there? No, I didn't ask that question. Oh. I just told him I was vehemently against it. I mm-hmm. opposed the stadium. He wants to uh, put up some hotels. And he said no money is going to be used uh, from outside the area, only tourist tax dollars that go into Fort Lauderdale. Mm-hmm. And you had just mentioned about the beaches. He says, you know, the beaches are free. I said, I thought I always paid for parking mm-hmm. when I went down there. He says, well, if you go a little bit further north, it's for free. So I said, in other words, now you want to, you're going to charge the people to go uh, to the beach. His thing is... See, this is, I mean, his timing is really bad because the, the uh, hotel association in Dade County, the Greater Miami and Beaches Hotel Association, just a week ago Friday passed this resolution where they unanimously voted no. to, to allow one more penny of their uh, hotel tax or sales tax to be given to build any more arenas and stadiums. And, and uh, again, one of the reasons being that only one half of one percent of all the tourists who come here go to any of these events. Why should they keep building stadiums? That's why I asked him. And what did he say? I, I said, what's wrong with Joe Robbie Stadium? That's right down the road. Yeah. He just wants to revitalize the uh, Fort Lauderdale area. He says he's been living there for 15 years. He uh-huh. was, he's in the middle of an impoverished neighborhood, and he wants to uh, do reconstruction. That's, yeah. his, that's his idea. And to use so why don't they just come up with a grant with a master redevelopment plan? In fact, the article that I'm going to read here talks about the fact that in Baltimore, for example, they already had this. They already had these things in place before they built any stadium. In fact, that's in the article about the Fort Lauderdale deal. As Commissioner Jack Latona says, cities like Baltimore already had revitalization plans in place before there was any new ballpark uh, plan that came along. Well, I guess I guess uh, Smith is trying to put the car. The Cart before the, the hard horse, right? Right. Okay, that, Pat. That, that way. Thank you. Thanks for the effort. Right. Oh yeah, we're gonna uh, you know build a stadium. There's no way to get there. You can't get there now for crying out loud. How are you gonna get forty or fifty thousand people? Uh, uh, where where's the traffic gonna go? Off Andrews Avenue. There is there any uh, way to get there? No. No. So Max Castro, Ph.D., is a senior research associate at the University of Miami's Danny uh, B. Facil- uh, North South Center. He uh, writes. An op-ed piece in the Herald this morning, spending big bucks for a baseball stadium is nuts, is the headline. He says, if there's one lesson that Wayne Huizenga and his minions taught us when they dismembered the 1997 World Series champion Florida Marlins, it's that baseball is business and the rest is bull. 
Business in this turn of the millennium global market is about maximum profits. To make maximum profits, you do what you need to do, downsize, outsource, innovate. You sell your best assets, Bonilla, Alu, Conine, Adios. You move your base, Silicon Valley, here we come, meaning the Herald, of course. In business, good intentions may fade. Promises may be forgotten as market conditions change. Loyalties can be flexible. An owner may be replaced by another with different ideas and commitments. The players die, but profit is immortal. Let's remember all of this before the long-suffering people fall for New Marlins owner John Henry's kinder, gentler act to the tune of $320 million for the new $400 million baseball stadium for the team. Let's resist being seduced by the good cop, white hat, nice guy image. Above all, let's not succumb to that baseball is an affair of the heart pitch. If baseball is an affair of the heart, we've already met the Aztec priest bearing the stone knife. We've seen his handiwork, and we know that although he may take on different guises and disguises, he still can come out again any time and rip our hearts out. So let's not put our little hearts or our purses out there one more time for the taking. It's lunacy that in the midst of this city's enduring social crises, we should be talking about a $320 million government giveaway to a decidedly for-profit institution. Our transportation system is beginning to collapse. Our unemployment rate refuses to fall. We have too many failing schools and too many other undereducated adults. Why are we even considering spending big bucks for a baseball stadium? Consider just one pressing need. There are about 200,000 kids in Miami-Dade without medical insurance, yet there are some 12,000 lucky children who are covered under the Healthy Kids Program, 80% of which is funded by federal and state governments. The county needs to provide only the remaining 20%. Nevertheless, it took high-level negotiations this week between Mayor Alex Penis and Jackson Memorial Hospital CEO Ira Clark to prevent some of the 12,000 minors covered from being dropped because the county hadn't come up with its full $1.5 million contribution. Moreover, there are an additional 8,900 children eligible for the Healthy Kids Program who are still uninsured for lack of funds. Advocates are seeking to raise that money, but there's no guarantee that they'll succeed. So it comes down to this. We are waging a titanic struggle just to fund 10% of the medically uninsured children in this county. Anyone say baseball? The argument will be made that public money for a baseball stadium is not corporate welfare, but rather an investment that will generate growth. Public largesse is called welfare when it goes to the poor and economic development when it benefits the rich. But study after study has shown that stadiums are not a good deal for the taxpayer, even in San Diego, a best-case scenario that will be trotted out in an effort to sell Miamians on the idea of public funding. The numbers just don't add up. According to Herald staff writer Peter Wariski, a closer look at the Padres deal seems to confirm the skeptical view. Ballparks by themselves do not stimulate much new economic activity. And while the city of San Diego will pay $26.7 million annually for the project, the new tax revenue created by the ballpark is only $9 million. Bread before circus, we shouldn't even dream of spending a penny of public money on a stadium unless we're on our way to meeting more basic needs. Even if that happy but unlikely day arrives, we must use a hard-nosed business approach regarding a stadium deal. That means not only ensuring that the economics make sense, but refusing to buy mere promises and insisting on acquiring enough control of the team through stocks or part ownership to prevent, prevent its being moved or gutted. Otherwise, we'd be buying someone the knife to sever our heart and a rope to jerk us around. Haven't we had enough of that yet? What another great column there by Max J. Castro, but of course the sports nerds, they'll never be confused by that because no matter what other needs there are in a community, nothing is more important than ballparks and stadiums and people with jock straps on. Just don't ever forget that. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line twenty one till noon at QAM. This 
is 560 QAM. For a long time, I was a lonely virgin. That's right. For nearly 30 years, I had never known the rapture of connubial bliss. Until one day, like a bolt of lightning, it hit me. Fat chicks, they're easy. Men all across America are realizing the benefits of fat chicks. Not nearly as picky as those found on the covers of magazines, fat chicks are yours for the asking. Forget fancy colognes. I just smear myself with the scent of Twinkie and they come a-running. Fat chicks, jump in. Just take a look down at the glass there, right by the, uh, when you're at the Macarena next time. When the players come out to practice, just take a look at the porkers right there, Petunia and all our friends. 16 before noon at 560 WQM, the Hank Goldberg Show at 2. We got uh, more Marlin baseball tonight. And by the way, you notice, other than the attacks against me, because, oh, you must be on the pay, on the take, on the payroll, uh, about the stadium issue. We don't have anybody giving us one good reason why uh, that money, anybody's public money ought to be spent to build it. Not one. And you want to know why? Because there aren't any. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. 600 open lines, no waiting right now. Here's Coral Springs. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing? Okay. Hey, um, my take on this John Henry uh, gig with the new stadium is it, it's not for anybody in South Florida. It's for John Henry mm-hmm. so he can bring his friends down and say, look at my beautiful new stadium. It's always going to be his, and it's always going to be for his friends and for uh, all his rich buddies. Hang out and look rich. Yeah. Well, he can do that now. He's on the front page of both newspapers this morning. Yeah, but he can't call it his stadium. It's not his yet because no, we haven't funded it yet. No, the fact is he's going to be losing his ass in this stadium, and if uh, somebody builds him one, he'll make a lot of money, just like Wayne is doing in the Macarena now. He's making a fortune in there. And only one person on an elevator at a time when, friend, uh, when Wayne's friends come in. So it's only for Wayne and his buddies. Let me say it again. He's making a fortune in there. Is he? Yes. And have a great day. Okay, one call left on the board, 5670560. It's just like yesterday, you know. I left here, and it's like you have this schizophrenic personality, knowing that I had had a great show yesterday. In fact, several people commented that on my part, you know. But again, squeezing and trying to wheedle. Thank God for that one call that we got yesterday, you know. Because that, other than that call, that was the only thing that stimulated any kind of response at all, because they're all in the closet. Here's a mobile in Boca. Hello. Yeah, hi. How you doing? I'm doing Okay. Well, you know, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about uh, this fraternity business that you mentioned. And I just wanted to ask you, do you have any best friends, and how long have you had those best friends for? Well, what does that mean? Well, it, it means... What does that have to do with this? It has to do Every, with... Everybody's with, uh, got best friends. I mean, okay, if they have any has, friends at all, sure. It has to do with a fraternity, and, and uh, not necessarily taking showers or, or all the other hazing and whatnot that goes on, but it has to do with... Hanging out with a bunch of guys. I, ha- I have two. With- I have two best friends. One is straight. One is gay. I've never had sex with either one of them. I've never seen either one of them naked, nor have any desire to do either one of the above. Okay, in a fraternity. Don't take showers with them. Don't snap a- towels at them. All right, in a fraternity house, we don't uh, socialize by taking showers together. If a guy takes a shower and the other guy's got to go to class, he goes in the shower as well. It's not a question of socializing in the shower. No, I'm not talking about socializing in the shower fraternities. We're talking about hazing and initiations in fraternities and group sex. I'll tell you about hazing and initiation. When you are when you when, when you're in the age of adolescence, 18, 19, and you're trying to find yourself in college, whatever it may college may be. Fraternities lend itself to putting a bunch of guys that are like you. When I say like you, I mean they like the same interests, they play the same sports. They're a group of guys together that automatically, for some reason, I can't explain why, become your good friends for life. 
Now, when you have a good friend, and like I mentioned to you, when you have a best friend or mm -hmm. someone who's a good friend of yours, you share experiences with them, and part of becoming you mean sexual a best friend, experiences. No, well, it could be. It could be uh, two guys on a girl. It could be two girls on on uh, two guys. It could be uh, you know uh, uh, in the bathroom, four guys taking showers with four girls. The experience, sexual or not sexual, is irrelevant. No, no, it is well, not. It's not irrelevant course, at all. Of course, it is. No, it is when not. You, when you're in a fraternity, your your goals are to make friends. Because and because you a have friends, friend, sir. Because you have a best friend or a bunch of good friends okay. doesn't mean a that you take showers with them because you're going to be friends for a long time, and b certainly doesn't mean that you share sexual experiences with them can I, or can I ask you that you question? have group sex can I, with them. Do you, do you, you know, some of the I belong to a health club. And in the health club that I belong to, it's, it's a completely heterosexual health club. Yeah. But the shower is a shower with uh, with six stalls on it. Now, do you think that I become part of that health club so that I can work out with guys and then go take showers? I, I have no Absolutely idea. Well, you no, can answer that question. Okay. I will tell you this. There are plenty of guys who do, but that's beside All the right. point. That's besides the point. Me, personally, I do not. That's I don't a bastion of homosexual activity is I in uh, health clubs. I do not go and join a fraternity. No, we we believe you. Don't, don't sound okay. offensive. We believe you, yeah. The point of a fraternity and communal yeah. showers and group sex and whatnot is not a question of What is the point of, of group sex? The point of a fraternity and hazing and the point of becoming what is close the point to one of another. Hazing? What is the point of making well, other... What is the point of making the young kids get naked? What is the I'll point tell of you. I'll tell you exactly Please. what it is. Uh -huh. I'll tell you... I'll give you a, a straightforward answer. Please, a straight when answer. You belong, when you belong to a fraternity, and I'll say it again... You belong to a bunch of guys that are going to be your friends for life. And part of the So why, why does that require okay, them getting naked for you? Let me finish. Part of the experience of having a best friend, whether it may be a best friend that you play soccer with or may, whether it may be a best friend that you go out drinking with, yeah. is you share, you share intimate moments, not, not sexual. Intimate moments? Not, not, not sexual. When I say intimate, I don't mean sexual. I mean intimate in the sense that you will not share that kind of experience with anybody else who's not your friend. For example, sir, you know something. This sounds so faggy to me that even I'm embarrassed for you, sir. You want to know? Sounds running, very faggy running, to me. Running through the beach naked with a bunch of guys, you're never going to share experience with anybody else, not even your wife or your kids or any other friends that you. Why would you want to run? Why would you run through the question. beach naked with a, a bunch a, of guys? Why do you want to do that? Hold on. Hazing is not a question of you want to. You don't have a choice. Right. Because one right. And when, why do you want to force these kids to be naked? Why okay. do they always have to take their clothes off, my uh, my closet on a, friend? On an everyday that experience. hangs out at the showers at the gym. Why don't you no. tell me the real story here, pal? On an everyday experience, people do not in a fraternity walk around naked, nor do they naked no, experience. Stop, stop, it might happen. stop it with might the smoke happen. screen. Stop with the no. steam and the steam bath, okay? Let's get you know back what? to the meat of the matter. Tell me why you want to see make these guys get naked. What I is that all about? It's a matter of respect. It's a matter respect of respect for what? No, it's a matter of lack of respect for them of, by you. No, it's a matter of lack not. of respect. If no. I respect somebody, I'm not going to force I, them to uh, degrade themselves and embarrass and humiliate themselves well, in said, order to be part minute, of my let me club. Ask you a question: If you're going to be part of a particular group of friends and guys, who says that? Sir, I'm gonna, I want to tell you. I want to tell you this. Yeah, I want to tell you this. Okay, without any more discussion, it's very simple. A child could tell you. If somebody demands that I get naked in order to be their friend, I'll pass. Okay. There's a good message for all you kids out there. If any other male.
your age, older, whatever age, if they demand that you take your clothes off and engage in some kind of naked hanky-panky in order to be a part of their club, in order to be your buddy, in order to be their pal, run like a bandit, run like a son of a bitch. That's the best call I've ever had in my life. Father O'Toole, God. Exactly. Nine minutes till noon at 560. Thank you very much, sir. That was the greatest call I've ever had in the history of this show, okay? Made up for all these other dullards that I have to beat over the head to try to whip a little, uh, some kind of verbal intercourse out of. It was brilliant. It was fantastic. And it was one of the best coming out calls I've ever heard in history. Just amazing. All these fraternity guys. And let me say it again. Off the air, it's real interesting. If you get some people who find a little bit of intellectual honesty deep within inside of themselves, they'll tell you about how embarrassing all of And it always involved nudity. It always involved taking off as much of your clothes, hopefully all of your clothes as they possibly could do, and uh, getting down and doing all sorts of things, usually having to do with your penis and or, or both. Now, that sounds like a real heterosexual pursuit to me. Oh! Yeah. Right. That's a God. I only wish I could be that straight. You know what? No, I, I'm jealous. I, I just feel I've missed out on all the good stuff. How come I didn't join a fraternity when I was at Michigan State? God damn it! I might still be there. You know what? Here's Miami Springs. Hello, Michelle. Yes, sir. Uh, I could swear I was having deja vu when I heard the beginning of that call. Did not the some somebody say the exact same thing to you yesterday? How many friends do you have and this and that and the other? That was the call from yesterday. Yeah. Was that the same call? Same call. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. I, I mean, I could have said no, and you really would have screwed up your head, but I, I couldn't do that. Yes, absolutely. Okay. But it's just so good. I may play it every day. Thank you for straightening me out. Okay. I, I didn't know you did that. I think he needs somebody to straighten him out. <laughs> I don't know a thing about fraternities. I don't want to know a thing about fraternities. My, uh, what I, I want to change the subject real quick yes, a little sir. bit. This morning I was listening to uh, Paul Harvey's little uh, morning comment. Mm-hmm. And the very last thing he said was... Uh, Good day? Well, well that's oh, just before that. Just yeah. before that. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, he was reading an editorial in some yeah. major newspaper. I don't remember which one it was, but it was a letter from somebody to God. It said, Dear God, why didn't you protect the children at uh, in Littleton, uh, mm-hmm. Colorado? And the answer was, I'm not allowed in school. Yeah. Okay. We've heard that a zillion times. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't but, hear but, it. but also in Fort Worth, Texas, I guess God's not allowed in church either. Well, he's, now. Not allowed, he's not allowed in church right. either. That was my next comment. Right. Uh, okay. I didn't know if you'd heard that. I just about ran off the road. Oh, that, that's exactly what you get from the religious nuts. You know, oh. if you just had the prayers on the uh, the Ten Commandments on the walls, those kids wouldn't have killed anybody. Don't right? they hear themselves no. when they say stuff no. like that? No, they're so brainwashed they can't even hear it. Jesus. They're t- well, him too. Uh, well. <laughs> Good luck, pal. I love you, sir. Hang in there. God bless you. And we'll pray for you, too, by the way. We're doing a lot of praying for a lot of people lately. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. More naked fraternity stories. Come on, let's hear them. We won't hear them. Fraternity stories, military stories, those cadets, all the hazing, all these initiations. It's all a big, gigantic fag club, okay? It's some of the most embarrassing faggery, like I told this guy yesterday. Even I was embarrassed. Running naked on the beach with his boyfriends, with his fraternity brothers. Oh, my God. You sure it wasn't fraternity sisters, sir? Here's a mobile in Pompano Beach. Hello? Hello? Yes, sir. Hey, now. What do you think about the John Avery trade to Denver? What? What do you think about the John Avery trade to John Denver? John Avery trade to Denver? I don't. Call one of the sports nerd shows, okay, pal? Get a life. Get with the program. Uh, get a get the brain. 
5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. I don't. Although the humper here, it seems to me, a week or two ago was saying that they were going to move John Avery. So call him and congratulate him. Say something nice to somebody for once in your life. Congratulate somebody for getting something right. Just like the stories about all this John Henry bullcrap, which we get right. Here's this man on the front page of both newspapers this morning. Stand, I, I mean, this you don't know what to laugh or cry when you look at this. If he weren't sucking around begging uh, for public money for a new stadium, you'd have to laugh. But it's kind of a, you know, laugh and cry situation because on the one hand, you know that they're using this to, oh, gee, here's this wonderful benevolent guy, poor John Henry. Here's the owner who's up there just like the usher uh, getting these people real great seats. Like I said before, he should have brought him into goddamn sky boxes and given him champagne and caviar just for showing up yesterday. This is 560 QAM. Out in the country, past a silly little sign, is the back door lounge near the county line. The guys start a humping every evening when they're not going down. <laughs> They're Judy Garland on the jukebox, Virginia Slims to smoke. That's where the gay cow pokes through the poop shooting boogie. Oh, Oh, here we go, do-si-do. Come on, baby, let's do the poop shoot. Okay. X, Y, Circle Jacks. Come on, maybe out back. We're going to boogie. <laughs> I said, I've been down, reach around, go to town, boop, shoot, boogie. <laughs> And they said, hey, cutie, what'll it be? I'll have a shot of that florist there looking at me. The dance floor's swishing and it's hot as Richard Simmons flies. Pamphlets, and booty boys, there ain't no straights. Nobody has to masturbate. They're doing a poop shooting boogie. Here we go, do si do. Come on, baby, let's do the poop shoot. Thanks, Black Circle Jacks. Come on, baby, have that. We're going to boogie. Will you fudge back? I said, I've been down, reach around, go to town, poop shoot, boogie. I said, I've been down, reach around, Hershey bound, poop shoot, boogie. Oh, right. Call 02 WQM. Here's a uh, fax from my friend Alan that sent me that book yesterday that I read uh, that, all that stuff from, that great uh, hockey hazing book. Thank you, Alan. Thank God for you. Because if it wouldn't have been for him, we never would have had that great call from our uh, fraternity fag. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's Sunrise. Hello. Hi, Neil. Yes, sir. Yeah, I don't want to get on the fraternity thing. Years ago, years ago. The whole thing, my fantasy was two women. I was in a fraternity, and yeah. every guy wanted to do two guys with the one girl. I mean, that just seemed to me to be a little bit, you know, I didn't want, my, yeah. I didn't want my stuff touching another guy. Right, exactly. 
And but that, was and that that's what that book dealt with all the way through is that these jocks they were uh, very disappointed and very upset. In fact, they were insistent that their buddies be allowed to join them. Yes. Which, for the life of me, I don't understand what that's all uh, about. I was at a party at Arizona State. This is 20 years ago. And uh, that was the big thing was to get a girl there and two, three, four. I don't know who they wanted more. But, they, you know, it was, it was just a strange thing. Yeah. Any case, just I think make... I do know. Yeah. A strange thing about God. This guy who's on one of the God channels on TV, uh, Rod Parsley, he heals people also. He was on TV uh, last night pitching. Yeah. How you got to send the money? I know his brothers, Sage Rosemary, and Time. That's right. He has to get prayer back in schools. Yeah. And uh, I sent away for his form. His there was an eight hundred number to get his form for this. You know, and you could send money into him to get prayer back into schools. He's uh, he's taking donations. I'm sure he is. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for the good news. By the way, speaking of that, there are just a couple of hand. There are a handful of foursomes left for Friday's QAM Celebrity Golf Tournament. Your chance to golf with celebrities like Ted Hendricks, Dwight Stevenson, Tony Martin, Al Downing, Spud Webb. Anybody who know who that is? No. no. Artist Gilmore, George Gervin, Don Strzok, and more. Uh, to reserve your spot, call 305-650-0163 now. 650-0163. It's the about.com. It's QAM Celebrity Golf Tournament Friday at Lagomar and Weston. Proceeds to Benefit Center 1. And speaking of Center 1, this year's fundraiser starts October 1. And our, our best of CDs will be available to all the specs. Well, not all, but at 17 different spec stores all over South Florida, which we'll be letting you know where they are. Starts October 1. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's South Miami. Hello. Okay. Like I said, here's a, a mobile in Hollywood. Hello. Yeah, Neil. Uh, it's interesting. I, how I really want to be uh, friends with uh, with guys who try to humiliate me. That would uh, that makes a lot of sense. Uh-huh. Uh, I think the purpose of the uh, uh, fraternities is just people can have immediate friendships at the university. I think that's the, that's the only purpose it serves. It, uh, Why do you have to be in a fraternity to make friends? If you're well, if you're in a dormitory surrounded by hundreds of other people, why do you have to be in some kind of a club to make friends? Well, I guess they're sort of obligated to be your friend if you're in a fraternity. You 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 know yeah. you all. I don't know. It, 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 I see no point to it, but. Uh, Anyway, it's just a club. They help each other out also in jobs, by the way. What is it? Supposedly, they they help each other if if you're a fraternity brother. I'm sure I know what word goes before jobs, too. Okay. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. What's up, Neil? How you doing? Uh, When we first went into Hell Week, uh, first thing they did was dress us up in drag. And, uh, How do you like that? Oh, oh! It, Sounds it, like another faggy thing to me. Well, we had to carry these purses around all the time. It was no fun. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then uh, they, they had this one uh, ceremonial dinner. Yeah. And uh, we had a we had to eat in silence. And they had these uh, two brothers come down, and they were totally naked, painted their bodies different colors, uh-huh. and rolled around on on this plastic in front of us while we were trying to eat. All right. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I rest my case. Came over to me, took my salad bowl, and rubbed it in his, uh, you know what? No, I don't know what. <laughs> front or back? Uh, front. Oh, front. Yeah. Rubbed it in his crotch. Mm. Uh huh. Maybe you want to put a little dressing on your salad. <laughs> okay, thanks for the good news, sir. Sure, it was fun. Okay, he liked it. He loved it. Here you go, 
there's your Dorito girl. There's uh, Nick and Jeff and uh, the other TV card. They're just smoldering 98 degrees. They're about 198 degrees, I would say, and rising, like the album says. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's a lady in uh, the Keys. Hello. Hello? Yes, ma'am. Oh, hi, Neil. Hi. Um, big, gigantic fan down here uh, in the wasteland. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we may be wasted, but they're barbarians up there. Uh, I have to tell you that I had a religious experience yesterday listening to you respond to that call. Uh-huh. Because, uh, you know, you couldn't get that guy out of the closet with a crowbar and, yeah and you did and and uh it was like a, a magnanimous humanitarian that much of a challenge when he started bragging about running naked on the of his buddies i, I mean, mean uh, what the hell was that but you did a humanitarian service mm-hmm. you know and i think uh i hope he feels a lot more emancipated than that oh god it was a thing of beauty and uh so i'm writing the pope right now nominating you for sainthood great and uh and your your staff it'll be a, a giant Golden crowbar. No, God. Okay, and okay. Uh, wh- and uh, in closing. Yes, ma'am. Uh, I know you put the puck in his bucket. Okay. All right. Love See. you, Neil. See ya. Bye bye. Okay, nine minutes past noon at five sixty WQM five six seven. We got the sixteen seventeen hundred open lines here waiting for you. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. The place where nothing matters. That's the one good thing about living down here. Nothing really matters. That's that's the good part. You know, look on the positive side of life. Nothing really uh, matters because nobody cares about anything. They might care a little bit. They might, you know, put on an act. They don't really care, no matter what it is. Nine minutes past 12 at QAM. Do not... Oh, Alonzo, you're so big. I got a girlfriend named Carmen. She only likes to eat one thing. She don't mess around with no hash browns, spaghetti or any other thing. Carmen just likes to eat sausage. Sausage makes the world go round. She'll open up wide, slide it deep down inside, and you can't help but watch it go down. <laughs> so pass the sausage to Carmen. Carmen likes it steaming hot. If you pass that sausage to Carmen, well, she might even say you got a lot. If you pass that sausage to Carmen, well, I'll bet every penny in the pot that if she used to believe in with one gigantic heave, she'll swallow all the sausage you've got. <laughs> Standing in the kitchen with Carmen late one Friday night. She told me that she had a craving for kielbasa and nothing else would soothe her appetite. We looked a while in the ice box, but there was nothing we could find. Until Carmen looked into my pajamas, and I guess you could say she blew my mind. <laughs> so pass the sausage, Carmen. Carmen likes it steaming hot. If you pass that sausage, Carmen, well, she might even say you got a lot. Not if you pass that sausage to Carmen. Well, I'll bet every penny in the pot. That the she used to believe in with one gigantic heap. She'll swallow all the sausage you got. Yes, sir, she'll swallow all the sausage you got. Twelve fifteen at five sixty WQM five six seven oh five sixty. Pump those neighbor uh, those numbers and neighbors five six seven oh five sixty and pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Isn't that their motto in a fraternity? Pump those neighbors. Here's West Palm Beach. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Just want to tell you yesterday, Curacao is a dump. Yeah. One good thing about Curacao is the place where they make the liquor. Otherwise than that, it's a waste of time. I wouldn't spend no more than an hour. I, th- I think all of the Caribbean is a, a gigantic dumping ground. I mean. That's just my own personal feeling. I could be wrong. You're right. St. Thomas, 
Yeah. Aquinas? Horrible. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Thanks for the good news. He said the Caribbean's a toilet and Curacao especially. How do you like that? So my Dutch friend that called me yesterday gave me a big song to dance in a lecture. <laughs> Too bad, okay? I'll still believe it. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's a mobile in Davy. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Uh, hey, Neil. On the stadium issue, uh, I'm a businessman. If something costs a dollar, if you can't generate the dollars with income to cover uh, the expense, you don't do it. I've heard no one say on this thing from John Henry or even the Herald, mm-hmm. okay, it's going to cost $400 million. The debt service is $40 million. I don't see John Henry saying, yes, we're going to cover the $40 million debt service. Mm-hmm. Then it would be immaterial. But I don't think uh, uh, anybody should, any citizen should cough well, up hey, anything well, towards profit. Just like the American Airlines Arena in Dade County again. They gave a big song to dance. They put one over on the public there talking about, oh, Mickey's building the, the arena. He's going to put up the money for the construction. But what they didn't tell the people is all the millions that the taxpayers in Dade County are going to have to pay for to maintain that building and pay the debt service on for God only knows how many years, forever. Yeah, and it's like uh, Heisinga's uh, arena there. Uh, it was in Forbes or Wall Street Journal that said that it's uh, his lease is so good that he can make money without ever playing one hockey game. Right. There. That's, that's right. That's astounding. He get, he gets every every event that goes on, tractor pulls, the circus, every concert, wrestling, everything that goes on in there, he gets it all. And they say these stands are going to generate uh, uh, good. There's been so many studies that show that uh, these things do not uh, produce good. Uh, it's, uh, you're using net disposable income. If you have $50 to spend uh, this weekend, you can either go to a Marlins game or a Panthers game or something like this, or you go to a mom and pop's restaurant. If you go to a Panthers game, then you don't go out either the mom and pop's restaurant. It doesn't generate, it just reallocates mm-hmm. where the dollar goes. You don't just generate it in any somebody money. else's pocket. That's right. That's right. Okay, thanks, pal. Just keep fighting. That. Okay, I will. Just like Max Castro says in that column that I wrote that I got no response to, but that I read, says, while the city of San Diego, and this is, this is supposed to be the best case scenario, they supposedly got the sweetest deal of all. The city of San Diego paid $26.7 million annually for the project. The new tax revenue created by the ballpark is only $9 million. Where's the other $18.7 million coming from? Sounds like the taxpayers' pockets to me. Uh-huh. So, you know, it's another one of these deals. It's like a sales tax. It was like that penny sales tax that people said no to in July. This is one of those deals that whatever the debt is going to be on this thing and whatever the public's going to be responsible for, that's going to be in perpetuity. That's going to be forever and ever as long as the uh, damn thing is standing. And, of course, when you say as long as it's standing, nowadays it's a whole different uh, deal. It's a whole different kettle of fish. used to be like they're finally uh, moving out of Tiger Stadium after about 100 years up there in Detroit. They're building a new stadium. But now they build a new stadium, a new arena, and in 20, 30 years, oh, that's obsolete. That ain't good enough anymore because we can't pay these ridiculous salaries. And like I've told you a million times before, who's forcing the owners to pay these ridiculous salaries? That's where the problem comes in. George Steinbrenner, guys like that, they can afford it. They got the deep pockets. He's got that unbelievable uh, TV deal up there with all that millions and millions of TV revenue. So who the hell can compete with that? It's a joke. The whole concept of it is a joke. Five, so, in other words, you're supposed to dig in your pockets and help to subsidize it so they can put a competitive team on the field. And on top of that, you're supposed to shell out the big bucks so you can go to subsidize it by going to the games. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Here's a mobile in Fort Myers. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, first time, long time. How you uh, doing? All right. Hey, we don't have that problem over here in Fort Myers, thank God. 
or thank whoever. Right. But hey, uh, back to the fraternity thing. Hey, I got this girl in my office. Uh, she went to University of Miami. After I said, hey, were you in a sorority? She says, no. She said she was a, a little sister for a fraternity. I started chuckling. I'm like, oh, really? What was that? Well, she's like, oh, no, there was, there was no, no sex or no, no fooling around. It was just, you know, we, I just drank with the guys, and I always dated one. I was just kind of wondering if uh, anybody around there had any input on uh, what the little sisters were really like. A little sister? Little sister. That's what she called herself. I, mean, I guess a... Elvis did a song about her. Yeah, I think he did. Okay, maybe we'll find <laughs> out. Okay, Let's see if anybody's got input on it. Thanks, Bill. Thanks. Okay, if there are any little sisters out there other than at the convent, we'd sure like to find out about that. I'll bet. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Here's a mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hey Neil, what's going on? Yes sir. Hey, uh, you hit it right on the head. George Steinbrenner. He's the man who started uh, the, I guess, the downfall of professional sports and overpaying these athletes, and that was the start of it. Free mm-hmm. agency back in the late seventies. Would you agree? Hey, listen. As as soon as all of these owners decided to keep competing with each other and spending more and more money, and 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 even after the strike, even after baseball fell out of favor with the public, you saw what happened the last couple of years. Look at the money they gave to uh, to Kevin Brown. Look at the money they gave to Mike Piazza, and it keeps getting worse and worse. And every time they say, "Oh, we're not going to do this anymore," they keep on doing it. These average ball players now are making millions. Right. And, uh, and, guys who couldn't have made AAA five years ago. Exactly, and I think it's the combination of overextending. The league by, you know, opening up all these expansion uh, franchises. And, uh, you know, I mean, I used to be a big baseball fan. But right. after the strikes and, and after looking at the talent in the league, like you said, it's not. It's, it's, My, it's minor, minor league baseball, league. and they're playing with a golf ball. So that, this, exactly. is the, this is the reason that, you know, Mandich was talking the other day. He doesn't understand why there was so much interest in the, the Sosa-McGuire thing last year. I guess he doesn't realize because he's more of a football guy, but baseball is a very statistics and individual statistics-driven game. It always has been. I mean, individual stats are everything. But now, because they're making a mockery of it with minor league pitching and with the baseballs wound so tight it's like hitting golf balls, it's a joke. You notice nobody's even talking about it. It's true. I mean, you look you look at the last 10 years, how home runs have gone up, and I think it's a combination of the pitching stinks, but also the ball. The ball right. is definitely tighter. Just like remember that one year in 1987, they uh, supposedly juiced the ball up or did right. something to it, and they hit all the home runs. Blame well, it on the, the juice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly, but... Now they did something again. They, they wound it tighter, and they want more fan interest. And, and that's the way they think that uh, more home runs are going to be more fans for the park. Yeah, but right. you, you, you hit a good point, and that is the expansion thing. And the fact is that a whole lot of expansion, they're even talking about this now. There are a whole lot of these expansion teams that are just going to have to fold up. Not, not move someplace else, just fold up. I think baseball is going to be, I think, I think it will eventually. I don't know if it will die out, but, um, you know, everyone says it's, it's what our national pastime. I don't believe so anymore. I think and the real and the same thing's happening with hockey. By the way, you've got all these very insolvent franchises. Several of them Canadian, by the way, because they're the, the government taxes them through the nose. Calgary, mm-hmm. uh, Vancouver. I mean, Edmonton's hanging on by a thread. Uh, Montreal is losing their ass. They lost four million dollars there last year. Uh, how long can this go on? They're all moving out, and and that's one thing I say. I say the last great sport out there is ice hockey because these guys aren't aren't overpaid. Um, well, they are now, and they play for the love of the game. But you know what? Even that's changing. It's a shame. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a shame. All pro- I know, I'm, I'm starting to. It's all, it's more- all greed, and we're supposed to subsidize it. And the public's finally saying, you know, uh, enough is enough. We just can't no afford. And, and one last thing, I know, um, as far as the uh, the stadium issues down here, you know, it makes it makes no sense at all. They, they think that just because these stadiums uh, build a stadium, everyone will come. But, but right now, if they're not selling out, that doesn't make any sense. Build a stadium, and they're going to sell out. It's nonsense, and and, and get tax subsidized from us. Yes. Okay. Thanks. See you. Just look at the front page of your newspapers uh, this morning. Had one call about that. I would seem to me that uh, people would be peeing in their pants.
looking at John Henry on the front page of the newspapers with all those uh, people disguised as empty orange seats. Just unbelievable. And he's he's opening up a mouth. Oh, I counted 91 people, and I think eight of them were scouts. <laughs> and this guy really believes that people are going to vote for a tax on anybody to build him a stadium? I must be crazy. I must be nuts. You must be certifiable, baby. You must be a Anita straitjacket. They need to put him in a rubber room somewhere. But he's a nice guy. Five six seven oh five sixty pound. See, they thought they thought that because everybody hated Wayne like poison, which they do, that anybody who came along and bought the Marlins, that they would make him seem like such a wonderful guy by comparison that he'd win over all his public support. And guess what? <coughs> Sorry. Here's Miami. Hello. Good morning, Neil. Yes, sir. Two things about your diatribe on fraternities, little sisters. Little sisters are normally uh, members of a sorority that is uh, uh, attached, so to speak, to a fraternity, normally for... Like an appendage? No. Um, they make sort of a liaison. Usually it's because of the singing. For uh, A lot of fraternities do a lot of singing, and uh, a lot of sororities do a lot of singing, and they want to match the voices also for some social purposes. Fraternities don't have uh, ladies to, uh, uh, to assist at social functions, so that... Uh, that's how that came about. Mm -hmm. Secondly, Neil, uh, at Michigan State, you weren't a member of a fraternity. No. Could it possibly be that you didn't get a bid? Meaning what? That you weren't invited? I wasn't there long enough. Oh. I didn't go to class. <laughs> you must have been a football player. No. Okay. Oh, I was in Eshaw. The football players were in West Shaw Hall. Okay, Neil. Thank you. Okay. Oh, and I see a little shot there. I didn't get a bid. Yeah, I was, I was a, a deadhead. In fact, I don't even recall going through it. I don't recall anybody getting any. I don't. I, I just uh, don't recall any of that experience. To be honest with you, thank God. Five six seven oh five sixty. Yeah, I was too much of a, a deadhead, okay, sir, to be in a fraternity, be one of those important people. In addition to which, who the hell wanted to see me naked? Uh, I have my nose up Neil's ass. Well, congratulations. Get alive. football games and all the home hockey games, but I don't remember nothing about fraternities at Michigan State. I sure feel left out, you know, if I just had to do it all over again. 5670560. Oh, Are these, uh, they've been ringing in very strange order here the last uh, 45 minutes or so. Have you noticed that? Something, somebody's diddling with our phone, I think. And of course, with this phone, you don't have to diddle too much. 5670560, five, pound 560. See, look at that. Uh, there, there's something, uh, no, five rings first. Huh? Why is that? Because it's uh, that's the second group. The date lines are five, six, seven, eight, and Broward are one, two, three, four. Broward are one, two, three, four. Jess. Oh. How come we've only been in here like seven months now? Now I'm uh, finding that out. 
Here's a uh, lady mobile in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hello. Lady mobile. Yes, I'm here. I'm here. Neil? Speak to me, yes. Yes, you ask uh, what a little sister is. Uh Uh-huh. Would you like me to tell you? Yes. Okay. I was a a, a little sister at the University of Texas for a fraternity called SIGEP. And uh, the gentleman that called earlier about little sisters, you didn't necessarily have to be in a sorority. However, Would the you just have to be was. easy? Is that... Pardon? I said, what was the requirement? Uh, essentially, you were voted on, and the guys selected who they wanted to be little sisters uh-huh. here. Right. Yeah, and essentially, uh, you were a, li- a liaison. A liaison between, what? Between you the... Between their crotch the, and your... Nah, Neil. Okay, I'm sorry. You know my mind. Yeah. Now, essentially, a liaison between the big brothers and the new, the new guys. Yeah. To make sure they wouldn't get hazed too much. We oh, would, really? Yeah. And did it work? Yeah, pretty much. Well, how did you make sure that they didn't get hazed too much? Were you there at the hazing, at the initiations? Oh, no. That's of course not. You're not allowed good. there. So how, no. how could you be sure of that? Well, you couldn't be sure, but you would find out things, and you would not reprimand, but but talk to the guys, the you older guys. You cut them guys. off, yeah. Yeah, they mm-hmm. don't do that anymore. Yeah. Okay, thanks. I'm more learning a lot more every day now. All right, Neil. You take care. Thanks, and, sweetheart. And by Bye-bye. the way, what is it? Neil. Yes. And you would have been at the University of Texas, I'm sure. I could have what? You you. Okay, thanks. Your phone crapped out. I think I'm losing my mind here today. This phone, this phone, it's a piece of crap is what it is. It's a piece of crap. How how about we get a couple of tin cans, some uh, some Campbell's soup cans, and some string? How would that be? I guarantee it would sound better. I'm listening to Hank yesterday. He's doing that Kevin Donnelly thing there from 2 to 3. Why I was still listening, I have no idea. And all of a sudden... It sounds like Hank is underwater, and, and nobody's even telling him about it. This is the best part about this place. It sounds like like the like there's an echo coming back through the thing, you know. Do you have it? This motherfucking place is just a fucking joke. Yeah. No, but but I'm serious. The, I, and I'm thinking to myself, how come even the caller is talking to me? Of course, you know the sports nerds. Well, Kevin, you think that the uh, Dolphins are going to win the Super Bowl? Or, you know the stupid idiotic calls. And I'm thinking, how come somebody doesn't alert? Because, you know, uh, obviously he couldn't hear it himself. And this went on for like 10 minutes. Sounded like it was in a goddamn tin can. Last night, I'm listening on Waxy to uh, parts of the Panther game. I'm listening to uh, Jigs and Randy on there. Which, by the way, Jigs. Oh, but at any rate, pretty weak. But at any rate, and uh, Waxy is dumping and they're dropping in IDs like in the middle of the half hour. He's doing station breaks at the top of the hour for the IDs, and they're like in la-la land. And uh, then they drop over the game. The game is going on. Hey, you're listening to 7 ID while the game is going on. And then at the end of the game, I tune in to see what the final score was, and they're playing the highlights, and we couldn't get the goddamn highlights on right. And they were stopping the tape and starting the tape and dead air, and, and music finally comes on, and I'm thinking, oh, my God, this must be QAM. Uh-huh. Here's Miami. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. My name is James. How are you today? Okay, James. I'd like to uh, lend some offerings to you and answer some questions you had. First off, uh, you keep asking who Spud Webb is. Yes. Okay, I didn't keep Spud... asking. I think I asked once, yeah. Okay. 
you actually asked uh, about a month ago, and I'm calling back because I heard his you name was probably in the promo, and I never heard him. Yeah. Okay, he is a uh, black gentleman who plays for the Atlanta Hawks back in '84, '85, '86. He was a guard, and he won the slam dunk championship oh. the year that Michael Jordan did not win it. Hmm. He was about five six. That's what made him unique, and that was his claim. How do you like that? Also, I'd like to uh, elaborate on what the young lady said about little sisters right. and fraternities. I'm a former president of my fraternity. Really? And she had it half right. Also, another function of a little sister is to... Put out. <laughs> that also. Yeah, of course. I'm going to tell you straight saying. about fraternities. If you want to ask me something, I'll tell you exactly how it is. But okay. uh, it's also for young ladies who want to get a chapter within a sorority that's not on a particular campus. They lend... Uh, their offerings, so to speak. They lend their offerings? Their offerings, their so to speak, uh, to a their male fraternity. Offerings. And they're supposed to speak highly of them to the school board and try to get them a chapter mm -hmm. on the campus. That is the first function of them. The second function is... So we certainly figured out how that works. Okay. Exactly. The second function is uh, just an informal way to say, hey, you're part of our little group, which is a fraternity. Mm -hmm. uh, anything else you wanted to know about hazing, I'll be more than happy to ask for you, but... As far as uh, the homosexuality, I think that is an individual thing uh, that can relate to chapter by chapter, which is uh, either national or local within the fraternity. It's up to the individual. I'm sure most fraternity chapters do not condone that. And uh, they're not condone what? Homosexuality and humiliation to that degree. If that goes on, that's usually. Um, you know, well, how, how, come, how come everybody we've talked to who's gone through the uh, hazing and the initiations has uh, had to get naked and do things with their... Uh, it's just a bunch of guys being idiots, and they feel the best way to humiliate you is to see you nude. And yeah. I, I say some of them may be homosexually inclined, and some may not. It's but but let me ask you, well, you well, why do you like want to see somebody else naked, and why do you want to see some other guy doing uh, weird things with his uh, rectum and his penis? I mean, what, I what, is, what are the thrills involved there for I, a homosexual guy? I find guy? Not, to be honest with you. When I was the president of my fraternity, I didn't condone that action, and I'm sure it went on behind my back. Uh -huh. But anything I did, I landed an educational ear as well as, you know, fun involved in that. But that's just, you know, that's things that guys do. They act like idiots stuff, and they yeah. try to humiliate you. Uh -huh. That's basically what that's about. Okay. Okay. Like running naked on the beach. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Okay, thanks a lot, Pat. You're welcome. Have a good yeah, one. Say hi to little sister. You got it. Okay. Well, there you go. You had to read in between the lines in there, but little sisters, they had to, you know, have a good head on their shoulders and uh, work their way to the top. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty. You don't understand it. Just uh, you know, it's only certain chapters. You know, like chapter five, six, and seven in a seven chapter book. They don't call it homosexuality. I didn't either. We're ta we're talking about uh, again. See, you want you want to compartmentalize, and I'm trying to tell you again. You want to go back to that either or business, and no, I've no, no, tried. And you finally that. off the air yesterday admitted. Finally, again, you've admitted it before, but then you regress. You I'm take steps backwards. I'm not that there are all these different steps, that there are right. millions and sure. millions of people who can do a wide variety of things, who are very flexible. Believe me when I tell you. And the fact that some, and I tried to tell you a few weeks ago, the difference between a homosexual and a homosexual act, the difference between a heterosexual and a heterosexual act. There are many, many gay people who get married, as you know, who have heterosexual sex, who procreate, who make babies, and more often than not, nine. 99% of the time, it winds up in disaster. So the fact that they're homosexual doesn't mean that they can't participate in heterosexual acts. But do they And vice versa. versa. You'd have to ask them. Well, Tony Perkins ain't feeling too good. 
21 before I won at 560 WQAM. Taking ties for Neil Rogers. He's in the his aisle. New from the makers of Uncle Josh's Fishing Baits and KY Brand Personal Lubricants, it's Master Bait. Tired of using confusing and unreliable plastic fishing hooks or squirming disgusting live fish? Oh, Jesus, feel great. Do those long hours in a boat with no bites leave you feeling bored? Hey, I'm all by myself here. I think I'll... Then try new Master Bait. Squeeze a little dab on your hook and in your palm, and in no time, you won't care if the fish are biting or not. Oh, yeah, I think it's a big one! Yeah! Master Bait. Order today and you'll receive a free 100% Terry Cloth Masturbate Signature Hand Towel and a complimentary issue of Field & Stream Swimsuit Edition. Don't let the big one slip between your fingers again. But if it does, who cares? Masturbate. Available at Bass Pro Shop, Fisherama, and Fredericks of Hollywood. 1245 at 560 WQM. 5670560. We're getting a real good education here the last two days. And if you haven't been in a fraternity, if you haven't been in one of those uh, things, one of those gay clubs, you don't know what you're missing, baby. It's got nothing to do with sex. It's just the idea of humiliating somebody. I mean, you know, the fact that you just get a chance to take a peek, you know, at their privates and force them to stick a bunch of stuff in their... Rectum. You know, it's just uh, coincidental. It's just uh, one of the perks. How you spell that? Here's a mobile in Liberty City. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, Neil, I listen to you a lot. I'm one of your big fans, and I was listening this morning about this sorority thing. You know, I finished high school, and, you know, I, and from hearing some of these people, I'm kind of glad I didn't go to college because it's ridiculous. I yeah. mean, why is there you have to get naked and show your love or whatever they say and they love tool, companion yeah. to each other? Uh-huh. You know, Neil, I, I'm not the smartest person in the world, but yet not the dumbest. But some of these things I hear is... These people are supposed to be intelligent, educated. It's pathetic. Yeah, you're right. And I agree with you 100%. If you if you have friends, you have friends. Why should you have to show your your body to, to be friend with someone? It's, I, I think it's absurd. And why well, can't these people we, we be all, most decisive in their answers? We all know what kind of friends those are. Uh, we sure do, Neil. But like I say again, I listen to you a lot. I'm old truck around Miami, and I, I listen to you a lot, and I enjoy your show every day. At least you come out with the point. And people are always trying to hide the truth, but I enjoy your show a lot. And Thanks I don't a lot, have a lot of material. I just wanted to say that to you. And happy circus. And have a good day. All right. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T round. That's right. You don't have to be a rocket scientist. You don't have to go to goddamn college to figure out that these are a bunch of very very juvenile, very embarrassing, very degrading, very humiliating, very silly uh, activities for people eighteen, nineteen, twenty, and older to be participating in. And of course, in the things I was talking about with the hockey hazing yesterday, isn't it interesting? Isn't it very very interesting that all of the older farts were always there too in their forties and fifties and sixties? What a wonderful opportunity! for them to uh, take part and participate and be one of the boys, so to speak. Here's uh, Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Like I said, nice try there, asshole. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. He's got a new routine now. Is it working? No. No, Woody, it ain't working. His Woody ain't working. Here's a mobile in Coral Springs. Hello. Will you just ask you? That guy? That was Woody. That was one of our chronic assholes that's trying to uh, change his voice now, and it ain't working. Uh, he's a ventriloquist, and he doesn't even know it. Right. Uh, his lips are moving, but he can't get him around from or whatever's in it. But anyway. Blue. Um, spy report. Carl Springs, Wilds Road, University, heading <laughs> east. They're hiding in the bushes, up in the trees. My wife was going to Bally's this morning, minding her own business, 6 a.m. Yeah. Guy pulls her over. 
Miss, you don't have your sticker on your license plate. Blah, blah, blah. She batted her eyelashes a couple of times. You let her go. But they are pulling people over, so let the world know. Thank you, sir. God bless you. You're welcome, sir. And we'll pray for you and your wife. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> 5670560. By the way, the war on drugs, all you cops out there, you make me laugh. All of it. This law enforcement in America, it's a joke, most of it. Dan Rather there on 60 Minutes 8 last night. This thing about the Colombian drug lords and how the Americans, about how we trained all these Colombians. By the way, the Colombians aren't good looking. They're ugly. I guess I must have been lucky years ago and met a couple yeah, of real good looking Colombians. Ones. Huh? No, seriously, the Colombians are grotesque. I'm telling you, moon-faced Indians. Oh, my God. Don't, uh, don't insult the Indians. They don't want nothing to do with them. That's what they are. No, seriously, I understand that, but uh, they're trying to deny it. Not the Colombians, the Indians. They don't want to be a Soviet. Jesus, what an ugly... I, I, all these different things that we see uh, from Bogota and all over Colombia, and you see uh, the soldiers and all of these people. God, they're grotesque. They're unbelievable. I must have met the only couple of good-looking people from Colombia years ago and got this impression. See, that's what stereotypes will do for you. It's just like saying that, uh, you know, Curacao is a toilet, even though it probably is. It would be just like my coming on here talking about those Schwarzers in Amsterdam and about how they're all dealing the crack and rock and uh, got the Rasta here and they haven't bathed in 10 months and about how they're an impediment to our enjoyment. Uh, that would be a, a true thing to say. So I'll say it again. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT. See, the Caribbean, it's like, it's like kind of like the, uh, if you look at the map, it's kind of like North America had like a bad... <laughs> case of diarrhea, and all these turds are floating around down there in the Caribbean. That, that's what it is. That's what all the island stuff is. Yeah, man. Crap. I mean, with all due respect, I mean, if you want to take it personally. Uh, yeah, man. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing? Great. I've got a little hazing story for you. Excellent. I don't want to, I, I don't want to tell you what fraternity it was. Okay. I don't want to get in any trouble, but All right. I went to a small school in the Carolinas called Wofford College. I don't right. know if you ever heard of I've it. I've heard of it, yeah. Okay. Um, I was a freshman. I was 18, young and stupid, and the brothers took us out to the football field. They said, meet us on the football field at midnight. Now, is that M-E-A-T-U-S or? I'm sorry? Meet us in the football field, yeah. Meet, meet us at the football field. There was five of us, three of my best friends from Miami. We just yeah. before we went to school. We meet at the football field. Well on that. Yes. There's five coolers that are opened up, filled to the top with ice. Uh huh. And frozen hot dog. One frozen hot dog in each cooler. Uh huh. We get there. We How have no. How we going to be involved in these stories? We have no idea what they're going to have us do. They right. call us to drop our, drop our, our shorts. Of course. Right. I mean, that can goes I, without saying, you know. Can I say ass on the radio? Ass? No. No, okay. You can say asshole, just don't, yeah, it's, and okay, your ass, they said, yeah. they said, sit your butts, drop your pants, sit your butts on the ice, on Put the cooler. Put your ass on the ice. And we're going to freeze your butt for about 15 minutes. Sit down for Oh, now, is this the minutes. one with the cherry or with the, uh... Okay. Not cherries, hot dogs, huh? After 15 minutes of yeah. my butt, totally numb and frozen. Rectum. They said, take the hot dog, which was also frozen. Right. Insert it in your rectum and run the length of the football field. You're not in the fraternity until you make it from one end zone side to the other end zone side. And if it fell out, you had to go back and start over. Oh, my God. And I, I look, I'm 35 years old right now. I look back, and I cannot believe I did something like that. <laughs> you did it. That's disgusting. Did it fall out? 
It fell out. I had to go back. Oh, to I hate first. when that happens. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh no. God, I, I hope some of my friends are listening right now that, had, that did the same thing. Jesus Christ. Pretty sick, huh? Pathetic. Yeah. I, I would keep trying to tell people, especially with all the stuff uh, going on these days, keep those weenies out of your. Rectum. I tell oh, that all yeah. the time. Yeah. Well, that's anyway. that's the capper, pal. Thanks for your honesty. All right, take it easy. Okay, some good uh, a good shrink can help you get over it. No gay symbolism there. No, not at all. I mean, doesn't every uh, red-hearted, uh, red-blooded American guy, a heterosexual, 100% heterosexual guy, want to put a weenie in his rectum? Sure. And run around the football field in it, stark naked? Yeah. Only if my ass is numb. Oh my God. Just, I would, I would say unbelievable, but but very believable. Typical, par for the course. Oh, you know, boys will be boys. They're just having a little fun. Yeah. All see, all seems to circle uh, around the same jerk. Here's a pine crest. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes. I was a little sister at the University of Miami, and I was at this fraternity. Yeah, okay. Here's a, a lady mobile in Boca. Hello. Hi, Neil. Yes, ma'am. I want to talk about the sorority fraternity thing. Okay. I like that last story, though. That was good. That was great, wasn't that? Didn't it that conjure up some great images in your mind? It certainly did. I was in a sorority. We didn't really have a lot of nakedness stuff going on, but it was very um, based on humiliation and, de- you know, segregation. And, um, you know, they'd make you crawl around on all fours and bark like a dog uh-huh. and call you dirty names and... All that sort of thing. I don't know. I think it's probably because women, uh, you know, aren't comfortable enough with their bodies to share that in front of other women. Mm-hmm. At least in my sorority. Damn it. But uh, and then one more story to add to that. Um, was married for nine years and now I actually have a girlfriend. So see, maybe there's something in that. I don't know. <laughs> How do you like that? I love it. Okay. Life, life is good. Got pictures. <laughs> okay. <laughs> have a great life, sweetheart. You too. Bye bye. All right. There's uh, one of our lesbian listeners. I'm doing call, Richard. She got rid of that uh, weenie. Five six seven oh five sixty. I think yeah. I I think there's some uh, great symbolism there involved in that weenie story. There are a lot of weenies running around out there, not necessarily attached to anything, including reality. Here's Miami. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes. Hey, I got an idea for Popular Park. Yeah. Okay. Good. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Here's uh, Lake Worth. Hello. Hey Neil, you know how uh, Bino Cook is called the Cardinal of college football? Yeah. How's this sound? Hank Goldberg. Okay. Five six seven oh five sixty. By the way, Mandich had a, a scathing line there on Monday on Yom Kippur no less when he talked about Hank's uh, terminally boring guest and uh, bragged about the fact that Bino Cook would never appear on a show when Mandich was on her. Yeah. I thought that was pretty scintillating. Nice going there, Mad Dog. Yeah, Beano Cook uh, rhymes with Snook. That's all I can. I mean, you know, kill some good time. I don't blame Hank. Anything will kill some good time. And anything somebody will pay for, like that Kevin Donnelly hour yesterday, which they had to move up till 2 to 3, which was like, I took that personally, by the way. I took that at great offense because I like listening to Hank on the way home ordinarily. But when they stick those things, move them up there in the 2 to 3 hour because they got a car that are Marlin garbage. Oh, I take that as a personal slap in my puss. And like I said, technically, we were having a disaster there for several minutes. Like you couldn't understand a word anybody was saying, and the callers are just you know rambling right along. Nothing interferes with their agenda. Those sports nerds. What do you think about the uh, Broncos? They stink. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Actually, this has evolved very slowly. 
It's been a very agonizing process these last two days, but we're making progress because every other time I brought this stuff up in the past, it would just it would just drop. I mean, like a pregnant pole vaulter, drop right to the ground. Never, I mean, they wouldn't touch it. But now we're even advancing to the point where we got that weenie in the rectum story that was uh, scintillating. Right, right in the middle of new, lunch hour, no less. Wonder if it was an Oscar Mayer, by the way. I should have asked him that. Or maybe he got it from Wayne Arnold. Maybe it was, or from Rochester. Maybe it was, uh, where was it he said? Oh, it was, I thought well, it might have been in Rochester. It might have been one of those White Hots. Hope it wasn't a ballpark, Frank. I hope, like I said, it might have been one of those White Hots. Four minutes before one at 560 WQM. Pop Yo, 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 it's the one to two hour. Yeah, boy. <laughs> Post-personal French, Vogue Griffin. See, I'm going to get real close with her because she, she's on everywhere. I forgot. She's the, also the entertainment uh, lady for Channel 6 News. I saw her on her last night, which I never watched Channel 6 News. But I happened to be channel surfing just at the right moment, and there she was again. I told her, you're on every goddamn station on my TV, and I'm just watching uh, much music here. There she is again. Eat your heart out, Polly. Oh, you know who we haven't seen in, oh, don't, don't even say it, in days. Oh, thank God. I wonder if you like I'm making a big comeback. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Nobody cares about John Henry no. and his stupid ballpark. In fact, those pictures on the paper, you see, one thing it brings to mind is John Henry saying, Eah. Yeah. You just look at it and you hear it coming out of his mouth. Eah. Especially if you saw that butt-sucking piece that Jay Randolph did with him on Whammy on that Marlin half hour a week ago Saturday. Just unbelievable. He had his tongue all, all over body parts that are illegal in Broward. Here's Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Neil, God. Speaking. I was at the game last night. Now, this is a classic. You know the picture in the paper with John Henry? Yeah. I was sitting uh, about 20 rows from that gentleman. I was I got escorted down also. Uh, but the kick is the eighth inning, the security guard comes up to me. Yeah. Tells me. If I don't go back to my original seat, that I will pay the difference for the ticket, or he's going oh, to escort me. You got to be kidding! Me. Or he's going to escort me out. Yeah. Obviously, he didn't know that this was a promotion that Henry was running. Right. <clears throat> Therefore, so I just decided to go ahead and call it clips after that. <laughs> That's the, uh, nice. Yeah. On you the you with a nice, got good taste in your puss. Now, on the hazing, I went to a baseball camp in Miller, Missouri. Yeah. And uh, I was young, about four four years old, younger than the other kids that were there, and. uh Tied me to a uh, a bench, duct taped me, everything but with no shorts. Had my shirt on, so it looked like actually I was dressed. Right. I could see 
Then they uh, sprinkled bread all around and uh, bird seed on my genitals. Uh-huh. And uh, boy, after that was done, it looked like something out of uh, an Alfred Hitchcock movie. Good thing, anyway. Good thing Tippy Hedren wasn't around. That's all I got. Let's, okay. uh, let's get that bridge tenor going. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, he just can't control himself. Oh, and listen to that. Stupid idiotic Yeah, that's my fault. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Everybody in a fraternity, I guess. All the stories evolve around your penis and around your rectum. That's what it's all about. Marshmallows, hot dogs, bird seed, breadcrumbs, cherries, cherries. Here's a lady mobile in Homestead. Hello. Hi, Neil. It's cute how you threw that in at the end there, the bridge thunder. Yeah. <laughs> For, um, he's making progress, though. He saved it till the very end today. Yeah, he just, you know, just threw it in there nice and softly. Uh, yeah. Speaking of softly, uh, I have my whole family and extended family singing Licking La Pinga Loca. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they don't even listen to you. Good. But they say it that way. I'll bet. Uh, the other thing was, it puts... Oh, what does it put? I forgot. I can't even make the card. Okay. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. You got a little bit of that bad jungle juice this morning, evidently, and it's starting to have an effect on where her brain used to be. Let's go to uh, Kendall. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, I got a story for you. I was in a uh, fraternity in um, USF in Tampa. Oh, my God. Yeah. And... um the one disgusting thing we had to do is, you know that bazooka bubblegum? Right. Each one of us had two pieces in front of us. There's a line of about 30 of us in the pledge class. The first guy had to take the two pieces, put it in his mouth and chew it, and pass it to the next guy without using his hands, just passing it, you know, mouth to mouth. Stick it in his mouth, yeah. That the guy gum. had to chew it and then take his two pieces, chew and pass. And mm-hmm. the last guy had 60 pieces of gum in his mouth right. that everybody else had in their mouth. Then he had to pass it all the way back. Talk about disgusting. Yeah. Well, thank thank God there wasn't anything faggy about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they, uh, actually, they did reward us afterwards. They went to um, a place called Mons Venus up there in Tampa. Right. And they got us six nice young ladies, brought us back to the house, got us all drunk in our underwear, uh-huh. and let the ladies dance around for us. And when any one of us had a little rise to the occasion, we got jumped over the head with ice. <laughs> That's about it, Neil. Okay, thanks. Thanks. Okay, there you go. As in, can we watch? 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. You put all of these stories together, make no mistake about it. I mean, you can deny it, you can be as pissed off about it as you want. You put all of it together, and what do you got? That's a gay club, you moron. Is there any doubt at all? No. No. Just amazing. Just shocking. Even I'm astonished at some of this crap, and I think I've seen just about everything. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Here's Davy. Hello, Davy. Hey. Yes, hey. sir. Hey, how you doing? Okay. Front page of the Herald. I just turned you on, so I don't know if you went over this already, but that picture is a, that picture is pretty funny. Yeah, the Herald and the Sun Sentinel both. Front I know. page. How do you like that? So, but also on the front of the Herald is Broward Schools. Enrollment spurt right. in, three, in three years. Right, that's right. About how many more kids we got, how desperately we need schools. And then the, the same thing, they're trying to do this PR thing about, oh, here's John Henry acting as usher and taking the 90 people he's got there and being such a nice guy and sticking them down there in the front seats. And if he would have had a dome stadium, they could have had a whole bunch of people there. I got a five-year-old in, the, in a brand-new elementary school. She's got 30 kids in her class, one 
teacher. Right, unacceptable. So uh, it, what I think we should do is build is build the stadium though, because apparently nobody wants to come to these privately financed uh, arenas here. You know, Henry does look funny though. He looks like he's pointing, <laughs> trying to show these people the way out it's, the door. Uh, it's pathetic. Hey, great show, Neil. Okay, pal. Okay, bye. See you. You, you can, in fact, you look at the look on his face, John Henry. You can just hear him saying, "I must be crazy. I must be nuts." Exactly, and so must these a handful of people that are sitting there in the wind and the rain at your crappy uh, make-believe sporting event. Oh, we won both games! Oh, congratulations against another girls' team. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. We got six seven hundred open lines here for you. Hank Goldberg coming up at two. Which I sure hope Hank don't get upset about the uh, audio that happened yesterday. I shouldn't even mention that. He probably didn't even know about it. About the uh, mess up on the audio in the first hour yesterday. Well, it's obvious that he couldn't hear it because he was just plodding right along. Sounded like the end of the world. Of course, it sounded just like uh, QAM. Had one in my mouth once. Rectum. Everybody is a good hygiene. I know a way to keep your pain free. In public toilets when you're off Pick up your leg and flush with your shoe. And we put flushes. We put flushes. We put flushes. We put flushes. Just like the guys that have to wash their hands after they take a leak. 12, uh, 115 already. Look at that, man. We're moving along, singing a song. Here's a great fax, which I'm not going to read the whole thing. It's a little bit too long. But it makes a very good point about uh, all this fraternity hazing and initiation rights and all these grotesque, unacceptable things that uh, young people are forced to do. It says, people are terrified by shame. As children, shame is used to control them. Many college kids are still children, and it's used to control them in the same way. Very good point. And also goes on, he says, I worry about the bond the fraternities and families are forming uh, uh, similar. It's abuse, plain and simple, it has to stop. And he talks about the kids doing these grotesque things in schools and shootings, and in some cases, there are kids who have been shamed and uh, crack. Now, I wonder how come it is that we're always, always hearing and reading about kids who have been molested and kids who have been subjected to all these horrendous hazing, like the hockey uh, book that I read, 
these terrible things that they were forced to do and about the psychological trauma that they carry with them the rest of their lives, and they're seeing shrinks and this and that. But we never hear about that in regard to fraternities and fraternity hazing. Why is that? They're protected. You think that maybe because... That's the American fucking way. That might be part of it. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Hello? Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, two, two, two things. Uh, I just came up got the 836, and, and the line for, for the toll is over a mile long. Thank you, Mayor Pingita. Yeah, why is that? Well, what is that all about? He's obviously telling his, his, his toll collectors to, uh, to just take their time. Well, what do you mean he's telling them? It's too late now. There's not any more elections. That's the end of that. Well, what's the point? Oh, but, well, forget, forget that. But I, I used to be in a, in a, in a club in, in Chicago in the, in the 60s where we used to have uh, hazing initiations. Right. There was nothing to do with, 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 with taking off your clothes. You would go down to the beach by, by, by Lake Michigan. They would, they would, they would inundate you with with Crisco and with flour and with with motor oil and with all this crap. Mm-hmm. You, go, you go into the lake, you wash yourself up. It didn't come off. They come and say, rub, rub yourself with, with, with sand. Go back in the lake. It'll, it'll wash off. And uh, now you tell me that you were fully clothed when they put all this stuff on you. No, you you wear wear a bathing suit. Or you, you, if you want to wear clothes, you you wear clothes too. But you just wear, wear a bathing suit. You didn't want to want to ruin your your, your clothes. But there's nothing to do with with, uh, with nakedness or, or none of none of this stuff, and uh, it was just you know an initiation in, in, into a, into a group of of, yeah. of guys, of virile guys who just want to rub a bunch of Crisco all over your body. Yeah. No, they they rub it on you, but uh, it was it was. They didn't. You know, how to, do you rub it on yourself? Is that it? They they they, they would slather it on you. They, they, would, they would slather it on you. Okay, thanks, sir. You notice how he's rationalized all of this in his mind. That's good. That's very good. Very good job, sir. Nothing gay about oiling guys. No, no, it's uh, he. No, but he's put it in such a way they just slathered. The, they didn't rub it on your body. They just slathered it on on your body. Touchy feely, grabby, uh, smear you with this and uh, whatever. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Here's Pembroke Pines. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Listen, I got two things for you. First, it's the Kevin Donnelly segment the other day. Yes. I I, I want to know. Uh, maybe you can uh, answer this question. Why is it that if you say uh, two words come out of your mouth? Yesterday I called and I said, "Yeah, uh, about the, the two interceptions about that, the Dan Marino click." Yeah. What is with this guy that you cannot say anything except "I love Dan Marino," and and nobody wants to hear anything? Well, what about guy? It. That's our whole radio station. This is a Dan Marino. Uh... Admiration Society. I mean, they think this guy. Is I want be- you to try to call Little Dog. Call Joe Rose tomorrow and knock Dan Marino, and he'll he'll send his brother-in-law right to your house and knock the crap out of you. That's right. I mean, they think this guy is going to be 85 years old and right. in a wheelchair, that, still throwing a ball. That's right. He's going to play it forever. Don't you understand that? That's unbelievable. You got to get with it, man. Last night, I watched. I don't know if it was Dateline or one of these magazines on TV. A kid, parents went away. Yeah. And uh, he's, his mouth was just watering to have a party once they left. Right. Okay. He had a nice wild party. I don't know if it was wild or not. He just said he had a party, mm-hmm. and the neighbors called the police. Mm-hmm. The police came in, and they found about a half ounce of lamb spray inside his bedroom. Half now, ounce of what? Uh, well, it's real good weed. Oh. And uh, the kid, about 
two or three days later, was expelled from school. Oh, I saw that. I saw the same piece. That was in, uh, where the hell was that? I saw the piece, and I was just aghast. I said, yeah, what this, the hell is that? This was before he even had any criminal proceedings. He was right. Char- he was charged with possession of marijuana, and he hadn't even had a trial yet, and right. they expelled him from school. And the rationale from the school was, well, we have to have control, you know, after all these terrible things happening in the school. Right. So kids don't even have due process anymore. And forget about the fact that all he had was a little weed. Yeah, on. <laughs> How do you like that, sir? Only in America. Exactly. Okay, pal. Out. I'm so glad he. I forgot about that. He hadn't even gone to trial. He had been convicted of nothing. And the school, first they suspended him, and then they said, oh, that's good, not good enough. We'll expel you. We'll kick your ass out. Because you had a little weed. Not like he had a, not like he had a pound, not like he had, uh, you know, uh, eight ounces, half a pound. He had like a very small amount. And this is what goes on in America. Just unbelievable, the kind of hysteria that goes on, the kind of band-aid approach to solving real problems. Let's just kick every kid out if he does anything. And especially the wicked weed, because we know. That's where all our problems lie, is right inside your joint. 5670560, pound 560 on the 18th. And you wonder, and that nerd that sent me the hate letter that I talked about that I brought out of the closet also yesterday, which called right off the bat, screw you, Neil, that kid who's still listening right now, you can go to the bank on it and tell me about how there's too much drugs in Amsterdam. And then last night you combine that with a piece on 60 Minutes 2 with Dan Rather, who was slathering at the, foaming at the mouth at the end of that piece about what a waste of time and money and effort it was, and human life tossed that in there too. And they show all the bodies of these dead guys, these dead Colombians, who were doing this big deal fighting the Medellin cartel, and uh, this one and that one, and then the bottom line is it's worse now than it was before. Drugs. Uh, if you want to deal with it as a problem, deal with it as a health problem, like they do in all civilized countries except the freaking United States. Not a criminal problem. This country has got more excuses to throw people's ass in jail than any other supposedly civilized country in the whole world. That's why we got more people in jail than any other country, civilized or not, in the whole freaking world. Here's a mobile in Parkland. Hello. Hey, Neil, how are you? Pretty good, sir. Good. Hey, I just uh, came from the Sawgrass out there where they have the Oasis and uh, all those restaurants. Now, that's how you're supposed to build a stadium with some restaurants around, a hotel. Right. That's. Have you been out there? Yeah, I haven't seen the new stuff, no. Oh, man. I live great. right out there. they got the Ghirardelli Square Chocolate Place. They've got uh, the Cheesecake Factory. They've got the Hard Rock. They've got, They've got the, uh, that, uh, the seafood joint. Yeah. That's Legal the- seafood. I mean, that's like within walking distance of the arena. That's going to be great out there. Right. All right. Well, yeah, but don't forget, you're forgetting one thing. It was already a real good area to begin with. They just built it up some more. It was an area that was expanding like crazy, and exactly. uh, they took advantage of all that land, and they built it up more than it was. It's not like taking downtown Fort Lauderdale, which is a toilet, and trying to, like, uh, you know, have a whole... Look at where Ecker Drugs is, you know. There's more... The new Ecker Drugs that they're building, these freestanding Ecker Drugs, those are bigger than uh, where they want to put the new baseball stadium. It's right. crazy. I, I hate Ecker Drugs. <laughs> have a great day, pal. See you, Neil. See you at the Sawgrass.
We love you, Panthers. Atta boy, Robbie. I told you, don't open up your mouth in the newspaper anymore about stepping up. He says yesterday again, oh, we got to step up and win an exhibition game because, you know, you got to get in the winning habit. Time for guys to step up and get a stupid major penalty at the end of the game and, uh, you know, slash some uh, young kid on the other team and draw a lot of blood and get a five-minute major and watch the worst team in the league, the worst team by far, tie the game and then uh, go ahead and then score the empty net goal at the end while Robbie's cooling his ass off in the penalty box. Nice going, Robbie. Nice job of stepping up again, sweetheart. Oh! Pathetic. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's a mobile in Lantana. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, I got a little fraternity story for you. Okay. Uh, when I was in college, uh, you know, in our school newspaper, there was a debate on the, uh, the merits of fraternities, you know, you know, for them and against them. And, uh, one of the arguments in favor of them was that, uh, uh, over half of the uh, members of the U.S. Congress at one time or another were part of a uh, college fraternity. Boy. Well, what does that tell you? Well, I did a little research. I, I, I tracked down the source of that and, uh, those members that were in fraternities, uh, by far, the majority of them were Republicans, uh, just so you'll know. But uh, I, guess, I guess that's sort of... Uh, yeah, those anyway. were the territories. Snooty, yeah. Yeah. Snooty, anyway, I, money. Right. Uh, another thing I want to ask you, do you get that game show network on your satellite provider? Sure. Um, you know, I was uh, I was reading an article... Uh, Don't mention um, Dorothy Kilgallen, uh, uh, Boca Brian will lose it. No, 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 no. no. I'm, I'm thinking more like Kitty Carlisle. Yeah, well, same, same genre, yeah. Well, Tom Jicka had a great uh, Q&A in his column a few weeks ago about the dead or alive, uh, you know, the, the celebrity uh, game show people from the mm -hmm. 50s and 60s. Right. I, I don't know if you got a chance to read it, but uh, I sent him a follow-up uh, a couple weeks ago. I wanted to know if uh, Nipsey Russell and uh, Gene Rayburn, and if any of those guys checked out yet. No, so. Gene Rayburn's still alive. Really? Yeah. How about uh, Nipsey Russell? Was he, uh, he kicked the bucket yet? Or I don't know. Good? That's a good question. I sure hope so. Je Jeff Edwards? Jeff Edwards, you know, he used to work at the J&O at West Palm Beach. He got canned up there. Really? Was this yeah. before, was this before uh, Treasury Hunt or after? He was also on Jackpot. Remember that show? He always Jackpot. wore that uh, leather jacket, that stupid, uh, real cheap leather jacket. Oh, yeah. Well, I think uh, Chuck Barris, uh, he might still be alive. I, he, might be, he might be in the same uh, place as Alan Burke, I think. What do you think? You think so? Or Alan Courtney. He works with the fishes. How about Alan Courtney? Oh, yeah, he's uh, long dead. All right. Okay. Have a great day. See ya. <laughs> uh, okay, let's talk about dead people. Oh! Why the hell not? It's South Florida. Fits in perfect. We got a lot of them walking around out there. 26 after 1 at 560 WQM. We need to find out about Nipsey Russell. Remember Nipsey Russell? Schwarzer? Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Not too funny, which is why he was on the game shows. Well, I'll stay home. He does. 
care of things. Taking care of business. <laughs> I'm a BPL fan, man. <laughs> Hillary from Arkansas It's the damnest thing I ever saw Shaw runs with the little goofy dog Cause you never have lived in New York So change your mind while in Illinois Hillary! You don't believe that you're a Yankee fan No, sir! You're a dope-beating bad Democrat Hillary from Arkansas H-I-L-L-A-R-Y Hillary! Hillary! Well, that's not a condom I see there. Uh, look at that. Roll on on MTV. Oh, my God. Maybe we're making a little progress. You think so? No. no. So, anyway, speaking of that, guess what new and exciting thing? You know how everything goes in trends? Guess the new deal in the videos, which I'm sure you're going to be seeing a lot more of now. Not that I'm very excited about it, especially this close to lunchtime and mommies. You know how in the uh, Mariah, <laughs> Mariah Carey video where there's the old lady on the toilet, she opens up the door? Well, which well, what is this? Melissa Joan Hardy, October first only in theaters. All, All right. right. So anyway, so uh, there's the Mariah Carey video where she opens up the door and the old lady singing in the toilet. So I just saw the new uh, Blink 182 video they just showed on MTV here. You know, Blink 182. Yes. They run around naked, but it really ought to have a lot of clothes on because they're all ugly. Why is it that it's always the ugly people that run around naked? You know, to piss you off. Oh God. But anyway, so their new video is called uh, "All the Small Things," and believe me, they are. Uh, there's a scene in there where one of the guys is sitting on the crapper. So this evidently is the new trend in videos is people, not, not you know, people sitting on a crapper. I was going to say not good-looking people on the crapper, but who the hell even wants to see good-looking people on the crapper? What is that? What are you uh, screwing around for now? What is that? My Blink-182 CD. Oh, we don't need to hear them. I was going to have background. They suck. No, they're great. They're, they're, they're not great. They're spectacular. Their, their music is marginal, and they are really ugly and ought to have clothes on. Maybe it's a uh, fraternity thing. Maybe it's a hazing thing. In fact, I don't just blink. I just keep my eyes shut until the whole thing is over with. Yeah, go ahead. That's enough. Here's uh, Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hello. Yes, Neil. sir. What's up, Uncle Neil? How you doing? Uh, good. Hey, I got a uh, funny uh, drug cover-up story. It was, um, I was going to high school at Hollywood Hills. Yeah. And, um, uh, it was like the first two years, I didn't smoke any pot. And then the, when I was in 11th grade, I started smoking a little weed, doing a little acid, whatever. And, uh, um, doing a little acid? Yeah. And it got out to like the, um, the, uh, superintendent. And, uh, what happened was, they, I had a Jeep when I was in 11th grade mm-hmm. or 12th grade. And, um, they put a little roach. Inside, they wanted. They wanted me. They kept taking me to the office and telling me, you know, that I'm, I'm getting bad and everything. So they put a roach inside my ashtray, and I was in class one day. And these two cops came to class, mm-hmm. and they uh, they told me they're like they're like we need to speak to George George, and uh, they took me out to my car and they're searching my vehicle like you know like like they can't find anything at yeah. first. And then lo and behold, and right then, there in the ashtray was this gigantic yeah, roach. Exactly. And we're, around. we were about to leave, and the guy goes, the, the cop goes, oh, yeah, we have to search one more spot. So they pull out the ashtray, and I go, oh, look what we have here. Yeah, what a surprise. Yeah, they totally framed me. And, yeah, come uh, on. They, like, they, they said they arrested me, but they didn't take me anywhere. They said, you're under arrest, but, you know, they, they didn't make me sign any papers or anything, and they yeah. called my parents, but. And what did they do? That was it? Uh, I had to do like some kind of um uh community service? No oh, counseling. I, yeah, counseling. Yeah, so, like, I think I, so. I just went like twice and I told the lady, I was like, Yeah, you know what, I smoke weed, so uh but I think the counseling would be make sure your car is a lot better next time. Right, <laughs> exactly. Hey, um uh yeah, about this uh, Marino guy, man. This guy's gonna be playing till he's in a walker. Hundred and ten. 
Yeah, he's going to be in a hole in a wheelchair. 110, because the people here at QAM demand it. The Dolphins demand it. Yeah, he's ruining that team. That's the only thing they need for the Super Bowl, get rid of him. Okay, pal. Wait, one more thing. Yeah. Uh, uh, so you know, and you notice you're still on. If you would have said that any other show on the station, you'd have been I know, yeah, long ago. exactly. Um, Phil Henry, is he coming back? I heard he was coming back. He's coming back somewhere, but if he's coming back on here on this uh, market, it's a real secret. His show's been syndicated like a week from today, and we can't get any answers about it. Really? How do you like that? Are you sure? Positive. But I'll, I'll keep you posted. All right. Thanks a lot, Neil. See ya. Yeah, all you kids out there that are smoking a wicked weed, okay, just take a look at that kid that got expelled from that school, wherever the hell it was. I wish I could remember where it was. It was, uh, was it in Texas? Some Yahoo place, which figures. And they had the principal on there and all these other assholes. Oh, yeah, well, you know, we can't, we have to have a no tolerance policy and, uh, you know, no hanky panky. Oh, what a bunch of crap. How about if he would have smoked a goddamn cigarette, a faggot, a goddamn Marlboro? Huh? How about, a, I'll tell you one thing that would have got him kicked out. What if he smoked one of those Chesterfields? Chesterfield. Tight little island full of gay romance. They wear gay sandals and they wear tight pants. Oh! Sun-drenched top to bottom every day. Blessed with the miracle of being gay. The very best of faggots in the USA. Giving big, big pleasure in a big, big way. The very best of faggots in the USA. Giving big, big pleasure in a big, big way. Chesterfield. Join the big swish to Chesterfield's queen. New choice of the fags of America. Yeah, I must be psychic because right now on MTV there's a, that Mariah Carey video, the one with the old bag on the toilet, which I can't stand Mariah Carey, by the way. She makes me want to like... Steve, all of, you know who she reminds me of, which you wouldn't know, but the uh, Michelle, the new Michelle on Guiding Light, the young, uh, oh, grotesque-looking uh, twerp. That's who she reminds me of. Only Michelle don't have that one gigantic breast. 22 before 2 at 560 WQM. Hank Goldberg will be here at 2. Call up Hank and tell him that Dan Marino sucks, okay, and see how long you're on the air. Just give it a shot. This is the Neil Rogers Show. This is your brain. Any questions? Yeah. We dance like this is we sing like wussies, but we must tell you we swear we're not gay if you want. Thank you. 
know, it's funny. I was on with Maddox a couple of days ago, and he was filling for Hank, and I asked him, what do you think of Nick Carter? And he said, he has a stud. 145 at 560 WQM. Speaking of Nipsey Russell, who ain't a stud, but he is still alive. So we had a couple of spy reports. Boca Bryant says he's still alive, living in a cardboard box with Scoy Mitchell. And also we had a fax, a uh, call off the air saying he's still alive and performing at Cemetery Village doing Jewish humor for the old farts Oy. in Cemetery Village. Doing Jew jokes. How the uh, mighty have fallen, huh? Here's a mobile in Hollywood. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. I have a comment to make about that 60 Minutes program last night. Right. Drug intervention. Uh, it just seems kind of strange that the president of Columbia happens to be in Washington right now lobbying for a billion dollars from President Clinton to stop the flow of illegal drugs. Uh-huh. Also, uh, well, we know it's all going to go for a good cause. Of course. Not of for course. drugs, but for, well, maybe for drugs for the president. Well, uh, or both presidents. If I remember correctly, this is the way we began Vietnam, by sending troops into another country for mm-hmm. different reasons, of course. Yeah. But uh, we're training we're training these uh, Colombian people to right. go out and fight against these uh, drug cartels. Yeah, but this is going to be going on for 50 years, though. You well, know, we'll the other thing is you have to look at it from the drug dealer's standpoint. If uh, if he's making hundreds of million dollars a year selling, growing, and processing illegal drugs and the heat is on, I think he would move to another country if it gets too bad. So you're not really going to accomplish a whole no. hell of a lot. It, the, the whole thing, the whole thing is a farce, as far as I'm concerned. Of course, it is. It's, it's just taking, it's taking our money, intelligence. flushing it down the crap. Right, exactly. Couldn't have said it better. Thank you, sir. And have a great day. Yeah, you know, here we are in a country, right here in South Florida, but all over the country, kids with crappy schools can't get enough textbooks, can't, uh, you know, kids going to portable schools, all kinds of garbage, crappy education system. Uh, like the article that I read before said, we got kids without medical insurance. The article by Max Castro in the paper this morning, the Herald. But we got a limit. We just, like he said, flushing it down the toilet like it's coming out of a faucet somewhere, like it's coming out of a Farrah faucet for crap. Every dollar that's spent to fight drugs in America is a dollar that it's like taking out and having a bonfire. It's like when Steve Dahl burned all the disco records at Comiskey Park. Same thing. Let's just let's just all gather at PP Park and burn a billion dollars, okay, and have the same impact we're having on the so-called war on drugs. Here's West Palm Beach. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, long-time listener, uh, second-time caller. I've Great. been a smoker of marijuana now for 12 years, and I've done one goddamn thing wrong. Really? That's right. Haven't killed anybody yet? No, and never will. Right. And uh, I think, I don't know, I, all this crap going on about arresting people. i got friends of mine in jail for five years for, for a pound of weed, and we got guys walking the streets for attempted murder only serve two. Right, exactly. You know, this you know this this is this is bullshit, man. It's mm-hmm. it's not it's not right. So if it's and, fascism, uh, man, it's a fascist goddamn we're, we're living this they run this they're starting to run this country like the goddamn Gestapo, man. Like a police state, that's right. You know, and I'm I'm all I know, hey, I'll see you both at the passport office. Okay. Bye. I reverse you. Oh, here's a guy who they won't let in the passport office because he's too, uh, you know, they're nervous you know, about people with orange pasty complexions. Where the hell have you been lately? Not that I'm complaining, but. Well, pound five, five, six, a little, pound 560 doesn't work for me anymore on my cell phone. Why is that? You have mobile one? I have Bell South Mobility. Oh, I see. And well, well, so why would that have ever worked unless you were doing it through mobile one? It always worked before. It always worked before and it doesn't work now? 
Yeah, that's exactly well, right. How come we don't know about that? Maybe that's why I'm I'm squeezing for calls here, every guy. I knew there's something that's, going on between the mobile one thing and is there's something going on here, man. Yeah, that's exactly it. Bell Top Mobility, we were always able to call on pound five six. Yeah, but that had to do with mobile one. That's why we get. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. It was coming by way of mobile one, and now that Bell South and mobile one have gone their separate ways, now we got about two million people out there that can't call us, and we're sitting here, we don't even know about it. How do you like that? Well, you need to get a goddamn 1-800 number for the rest of it. Oh, no kidding. I need to get a phone in here that works at an 800 number, and I'm screaming and yelling, and my lawyer, my, my great attorney is busy going, Yeah. Writing letters Norma? to everybody about what a great guy he is. Yeah, Norma. Oh. Norma can't. He's such a sloppy eater. Whatever the question but, is, the answer is Norma can't. Let me ask you a question. You and I have known each other for what, about 20 years? Too long. <laughs> Well, I'd like to get a little closer to you. No, thanks. I thought I thought maybe we'd hang out on South Beach and eat poodle stool together. Yeah, right. Uh, that, that call yesterday. Was that, that great? <laughs> I, think I, I, may, I may have to play that every day. That's going to take over for Rasta Jew. That's going to take oh, over yeah. for Bridge Tender. Got them all beat. But anyway, when I was at, uh, right out of college, I couldn't go, uh, afford to go to uh, private university, so I went to BCC. Uh-huh. And me and a bunch of buddies went to join. Great windsurfing class, by the way, at BCC. We went to join, is it TK, T-K-E or something like that? You're asking me? I don't know. Well, we, we checked into it. And let me tell you what. It was odd. Did you say you joined Geek? That's Geek. you. If that's what you oh, joined, man, it was perfect for you. 